Welcome to the Newgrounds Podcast. Today's episode hosted by Psycho Goldfish and Zinzinix. Hey everybody, welcome to the Newgrounds Podcast. We got a very special show. I say that every time, but this one is so special because we got Team Abobo here, Abobo's Big Adventure, 10 years old as of what, last week? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn, yep. 10 years. That's a long time. So we got uh, we got two of the team here. Unfortunately, Pox Power couldn't be with us. He, uh, he had a date with his right hand, apparently, and he, he takes a long time. You know, you got to be thorough. I respect that. I respect that. But we do have... Uh, Nick Pasto, Pesto Force, Bob Tunes, whatever you want to know him by. Um, we also got Roger Barr, I Mockery, Rog, Raj, whatever you want to call him. He loves it. How you guys doing? Rog. Welcome to the show. I said it Rog for many years because he was yeah. uh, on the AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> That's okay. Rog. I mean, you also pronounce GIF as GIF, so I mean, That's uh, true. you've oh, been in the wrong for a on, long Nick. time. Come on, Nick. That's the proper oh. way. No, no, no. Just because the guy that made it says that doesn't make it right. You know, that's, we have that's, a thing. We have a thing in America called phonetics, and uh, but yeah. I go to for provenance and authority over phonetics. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't respect authority, so it stands for graphics interchange format. So yes, graphics interchange. <laughs> <laughs> I love my graphics. Fucking ten years! I can't believe it's been ten years. Holy crap! No kidding. Um, yeah, a whole, a whole decade. Yeah. And for me, it's it's uh, been 20 years since the impetus of Bobo's Big Adventure. I was going to say, didn't it take you guys about 10 years to get it from start to finish? Yeah, I started uh, back in uh, 2002 on the project, and then Nick uh, joined in around 2006 uh, with Pox, and uh, we kind of restarted it uh, from from the ground up, basically. And, uh, yeah, it's been a long ride, but... Yeah, did you ever really got a whole team together... When you first started, did you have another team working on it, or were you just kind of no? It was just uh, me, myself, and uh, another programmer named Bain, uh, who's also a new grounds member. He worked oh, yeah. on a few on a few small games with me uh, and all, but this this one just wasn't feeling it like genuine Nintendo, like I I wanted it to, and uh, the movements weren't working out. So it just was one of those games that just kind of fell into development hell for a while, and until uh, you know. Uh, I talked with Nick and Pox, and we we kind of restarted the whole thing and and made it way bigger than uh, uh, I had even originally planned because this this was going to be kind of like uh, you know Doma Poon's Angry Smash Fest that I did with Tom Fulton and, and all that stuff. So it, uh, that was yeah. kind of always always the plan with it, just another funny, ridiculous parody of the uh, old video games. And you, yeah, you have, have a very have... big fondness for angry people. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, Domo-kun, Bobo, anything that looks like really angry. I mean, that's why I signed up for Newgrounds with that angry face. I mean, I I, I held on to that angry toilet paper that they sold in the store for, for the longest time. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it just it works. And Bobo, I don't honestly don't think there's ever been a character that looked angrier than him. It's <laughs> just no, purely yeah. pure anger. So. I think I think you can probably trace the roots of Newgrounds Angry Face back to a Bobo in some way yeah. or, or another. Yeah, yeah. Just even so if it's subconscious, so yeah, that's that's where it had to have come from. If you, so if Raj, you shave was, a Bobo's mustache, it's Angry Face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Raj, I was going to ask you. There's there's been some speculation on on Twitter, and I think you're probably the authority on the subject. 
if there was a showdown between uh, Domo Kun and Avovo, how would that go? Uh, I mean, the universe would be destroyed regardless. I don't know if we either... all lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's you know what is it? The Joker tells uh, the Dark Knight, you know, this is what happens when uh, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. That it's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, my personal favorite of the two is is definitely Bobo. Um, as much as I love Domo, um, Bobo is just on another level. So, and you know, Domo you... had his his own show and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I mean, he was the mascot of Target one year during Halloween. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers that in the uh, mid two thousands. Um, no, Bobo, nobody remembers yeah. that. I saw Bobo and I was wondering, what the hell is this guy? Why is Peck so big? Why is he killing everything? It's shitting in a toilet. Like, there are so many questions. Just, <laughs> I'm not sure if they were answered because I only made it um when I was playing it. only made it to the Legend of Zelda part and I had, uh, I had zero lives at that point. I ended up losing them all, which is dumb because when you're playing Legend of Zelda and you have the flying sword, you're like, oh, this is easy. Then you get hit one time and your life is hell. <laughs> and, I legit uh, thought thought I was tripping for a minute there because all of a sudden this new voice came in. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just, Josh was like, Josh was like, you can come on if you want, and I'm like, ah, oh, I could. I was playing a game, but then I'll I figure I'll just hang out with you guys. No, uh, there we go. Oh, did the we, game did, was we didn't do the intro, big adventure, we? right? We yeah, do, we introed. We we I went. I did the do 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 and everything. Right. Let me do yeah, my. Yeah. I'm so sorry to just like input myself like that, but here we are. That was here great. I love it. I love surprises. So. I love surprises. Yeah. Me, I, well, I was surprised playing the yeah. game. All the different references and. You should have brought a birthday cake though. I mean, that kind of comes after the surprise. That's, I saw all over my pants. Work. I dropped. Oh, it's it. not that kind of surprise, Roger. It ain't oh. that kind of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I think Abobo's Big Adventure is like part of the appeal of the humor is just, just surprise after surprise after surprise. Just when you think you've got the game figured out, it throws something new at you. Yeah, right. and, and you're just pointing at the screen. You're like, I know that, and I know that, and I know that, and it just keeps coming at you. Yeah, like when you're playing, when you're fighting the urban uh, defender, whatever his name is, and he, urban champion, come urban on, urban champion. Man. Okay, I just, this isn't my I, I era. apologize, guys. We got, we got a fucking. This isn't my era of games. Sorry. Of 1995 <laughs> was the year I was born. The same year Newgrounds was made. Um, I'm logging and, off. And it, and he winds up, he winds Plebeian. up his punch, and he fucking he punches a bubble, and all you hear is a little think. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you heard that. Good, because yeah, that's an important detail to me. <laughs> it was to me <laughs> just all the little things that uh that kind of yeah. collaborate into a bubble. You know, one thing one thing I picked up on on that level too the the tank it, it serves two purposes a it's a joke and b there's no pause screen on that level correct yeah so that's no, so you, no, you can not. walk away and nothing happens it's, it's yeah yeah that's exactly <laughs> plus plus after after plays that little ding. He he. Sometimes he'll show off his muscles like he. You're. It's almost like you're giving yeah. him a fighting chance. Like he thinks he's doing well. And then yeah, this I, one I hit, him. you know, yeah. he, he does him. stop and do his uh, his little dance where he lifts yeah. his hands up every every so often. <laughs> there's a there's a reason behind why you can't pause on that level, which is uh, um, Pox Power actually Pox. programmed that level. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. and, and he's not here to defend how badly programmed it was. So we can just yes. shit all over. What happened level. to him? What happened to him? He's got a date with his right hand. He's got a date <laughs> with his right hand. He just showed up when we were about to go on and said, "Sorry guys, I got a date." Yeah, no, <laughs> no big way. deal. It's just just our tenth anniversary box. It's it's fine. No big no, deal. 
That's Nobody fine. I'll, you mean these six cases of champagne? I'm not going to be able to pop them. Are you serious? I spent yeah, all I, the money we, on it. God before it. before we logged in, uh, we already agreed we're taking his share of the appearance fee for this uh, podcast. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to to that and uh, splurging. <laughs> we're a hot ticket item when it comes <laughs> to speaking venues. Yeah. I think yeah, I did um, have to break it to them that it's a revenue sharing deal, though, and then by the end they actually owe us money. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's that's on me honestly because I let Nick uh, negotiate things and normally I don't do that and you yeah. know uh, you know I got to learn from my mistakes one of these days so one of these days power of never grounds baby never leave me in charge <laughs> yeah. never leave me in charge <laughs> Nick's just at a computer like he's a baby on a computer he's like don't leave me here I will do bad things <laughs> I'm I'm that golden retriever at the computer that meme yeah there so, you go. <laughs> So what I think is great about having you guys on for the podcast is that Obobo is jam-packed with, like, what, 10 years of development and all these different references and all these characters that I personally can't understand because I didn't grow up in, like, <laughs> I didn't grow up in the NES type of uh, era. Like, when I when Josh and Mind Chamber were on, they use all these fucking, like, old retro movie references, and it's, like, supernatural for them. And for me, I'm like, I'm just fucking lost. So I think it's yeah. good to have you guys on here because there are all these different references that were in there, and it's like when you kill urban uh champion and then that lady just pops out of the window starts throwing confetti i was like is that his mom and i just killed his son <laughs> and then he, and then you pick up his you pick up the dude you just throw it at her and there's blood everywhere it's just it's really it's really flashy in a way that like you want to absorb everything in it and like the obvious references you know what i mean donkey kong yeah um goombas etc but like the slighter things the smaller things and how they even fit in there like 10 years you had a lot of time to think about it Oh yeah, and I mean uh, that that moment you're talking about right there, where you it, where you throw it at at the confetti lady. Um, uh, no, that's not his mom. That's just one of the neighbors in um, Urban Champion who will shower you know your character with uh, confetti and all. But um, uh, she also dropped uh, flower pots, if memory serves, um, on on oh, yeah. if, if when you're fighting underneath them. It's it's been a while since I played the original Urban Champ, but yeah. That was part of the challenge. She would drop flower pots on you and make your guy dizzy while the other opponent can punch him and stuff. So that was part of the the challenge in that. But uh, in this game, yeah, she's just showering with confetti. Or uh, to give people motivation to uh, try it a second time, um, the next time you play through it, you can uh, do the friendship ending where the you'll see a Bobo smile for the only time in his entire existence. Uh, so, um, he signs a little autograph and everything, yeah. That does the Johnny Cage friendship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Cage. Exactly. <laughs> and, I didn't know and that was a thing. Hey, Zinn, yeah, just so you know, John, Johnny Cage is a character from an old game called Mortal Kombat. Just, just so you're. Yeah, aware. you probably never heard of it. Too young. Oh yeah, I'm not. What is that? A franchise that's been going on for like forever? Jesus. It's a great set of movies if you want to. Oh yeah. I'm watching. <laughs> I've seen the it's, latest one. It's funny because there there really wasn't ever Mortal Kombat on the NES. Like it was, it didn't come out until the SNES era. Yeah. So having Mortal Kombat sprites in there and friendships and stuff was like a little bit of a stretch, but we had to do it for our generation. <laughs> for our generation. <laughs> we had to. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. All right, so you might have already talked about this, Josh, but I didn't get to play a Bobo when it first came out, and I was only really brought onto it when uh like pasto uh nick pasto has been on the podcast before way uh back when we, the podcast was started and i heard that episode and he was talking about a bobo etc josh that's me by the way i'm in the room 
Yeah, that's Nick. He's in the room. We got. Don't worry. He's in a safety chair. He's good. He's not gonna. He's not gonna harm anyone. Okay. He's, we got him seat belted. Um, John. You don't have to refer to me in the third person. <laughs> so, um, well, I talk I, about I, Nick like he's not in the room all the time either. So yeah. it's it's totally well, normal. I just yeah. I like that the fact that Pesto Force has three fucking aliases. There's Bomb Tunes, Pesto Force, and Nick Pesto. And I, referring to you guys by first name, it's uh, it's a little bit different. More one of my biggest marketing. It's because he's in witness life, protection and yeah. he. Keeps <laughs> keeps having to change every time he rolls. So I can never build you know, an audience because I keep changing my yeah, name. Nick's a rat, so just letting you know, yeah. uh, you know, that's why he has to keep changing his name. He's in Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys on the same team or what? What's going on? Well, Ro- Ro- Roger's a little bitter after the the sexual assault scandal. Yeah. Oh well, shit! I'm not just talk about that. My bad. My bad. Anyway, we, I'm we trying discussed to, this. God. I'm, I'm trying to talk to Josh. We weren't going to talk first, about that. The first time he played a Bubbles Big Adventure and what that. Yeah, well, was I don't want you to do that because I, I like talking shit about nick instead that's more fun yeah i mean go well, ahead honestly the first time i played it i was like i can't believe that fucking nick coded this because that guy's so stupid <laughs> that, that you know you're like this is a fluke you <laughs> said well, this is a fluke yeah what josh oh. knew about me at that time in my coding was not a good track record there was he was yeah, there, there is correct, that. Yeah. correcting my my code with very obvious um mistakes so, yeah, I never even thought about it, but there's a good chance that some of my codes copy pasted in a bubble, probably. That's never true. Thought about yeah. that. Wait, what does that mean? What? What do you mean copy and paste? Were you like a library of coding at that time? I, I oh, would yeah. offer advice here and there. Yeah, whenever code, I was, a lot of people did. Did you code yeah, would, this game that I, I, I worked on for ten years? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I pretty much. It really wasn't it. Nick. Realize it. I didn't even yeah, know I was doing it. Fuck! I was we his, We should put his name in the credits. So yeah. this is the way it went. <laughs> I would try to reach out to Mike from Newgrounds. And if he wasn't available, then I would settle for Josh. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, no, everybody, for... everybody knows if you reach out to me first, there's, there's a good chance I'm going to tell you to fuck off. So Nick Nick was right to do this. <laughs> Nick was like, I went to someone else. I swear, Josh, put the gun down. Put the gun yeah, down. Yeah, I, I already asked Mike honest. He's not here. <laughs> See, after 10 years of working on a project, the only thing we have to share with each other is shade. That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that would explain why some of the variables are named cock, penis, shit, mm. fuck. And it's like yeah. fuck, fuck plus 10 equals acceleration. <laughs> you're like, great. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for your code. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I can tell your experience with coding. That's so why did, why, did, why did it take like 10 years to make it? Well, uh, for starters, uh, I was working with uh, another programmer early on. I, I don't think you were logged in at the time, but yeah, I was already mentioning I worked with another guy named Bain um, beforehand, and we had, we had a two-stage demo that played through the first two stages, the uh, Double Dragon and the Super Mario underwater stage, and uh, it had you know some basic funny stuff in there and all, but it just wasn't feeling like genuine Nintendo style uh and i'm really picky about that stuff and i needed someone who cared about that much as i did so it was just one of those projects that just ended up just kind of lingering and just dying off for a while um but then uh nick and pox joined me and uh they both actually cared about those kind of details and uh that's when you know i got to uh really dial up the uh madness uh with these two uh, the, the way i wanted and uh, i just i just posted um, a link in the chat to the bane's demo of the first yeah, two yeah the old demo yeah yeah and bane so you, uh, wanna, you know to his credit he see... made some fun little uh games with me uh you know uh before that and all that uh but this one just it just wasn't <laughs> what it needed to be and you know, also 
So if you want to see the the original ten year old, yeah, demo, that is the early oh, early early demo uh, from two thousand two. And it was like and it's, four uh, years but, before you started picking it up again. Yeah, it was. I I think I worked on the project for four years total. So yeah, it right. was um, now, maybe six. Is it six is it true you lost pretty much an entire year of development because of a dick joke? Is that true? That I don't know how much time was lost on that, but it was. Um, yeah, making oh, you're talking Z- about you're talking about the Zelda Sage. Uh, Zelda level. And, uh, that, that was that was the Sage that kind of broke Nick. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, for anybody yes, who true. doesn't know, the the joke in the Zelda level was you find the map and it and the the level would appear and it all the little the rooms map, made the shape of a dick. Yeah, and there's like to make this dick drawing, there's like sixty rooms. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it it's the longest like, level of the game. Yeah, but so it actually looks and, like and everyone agrees it was totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yep. it had to be in there. I started it. crying. It was like yeah. seeing the Mona Lisa the first time. Yeah, exactly. So. Just the the length of the shaft required like fourteen extra rooms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're I like, mean, wait, you got to do a dick level. You got to go big. Yeah. Go big. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it like, was. That's the biggest level in the game, and yeah, I think it was during that period trying to finish that level that uh, yeah, I just got so overwhelmed and felt like I was in development hell. That I I took a break for a full year. Yes, <clears throat> yeah, Nick uh, Fletcher EPS in the uh, chat room is saying that Zelda level was really good. There you go. It was really good. It yeah. killed yeah. me. It fucking it literally killed me. I got killed by a cock joke. Yes, but I think it was worth it. It's That's deadly. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be but, funny if you finish the whole thing and then you're like, well, actually, we want it to look like this, and then you're like, like, <laughs> like guys. Oh, that- that happened all the time. I mean, if Fox were on here right now, he would relate very well to that because we actually did a whole ending for the uh, well, Pox did. Pox animated a whole ending. The whole the whole ending that's in there now was a totally different uh, format where you were killing um, humans instead of uh, uh, instead Nintendo of more characters. NES characters, right? And so uh, you're like, no, that just it takes it, it. It's abandoning everything we built the whole game to be and stuff. So that's why. <laughs> We had to like change it. So Roger was like, "Okay, Pac, sorry to tell you this, but you have to redo that entire cutscene mm-hmm. and redo all the art." Uh, so. To his credit, he did reuse the assets and 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 rework it. It's pretty much the same thing, but with with uh, NES characters. So he he was able to like reuse some of the animation, which so it wasn't a complete reset. I no, like someone just uh, posted uh, Ravioli Box uh, posted Goya a Bobo seasoning instead of the adobo seasoning that they are, are known for so i approve oh nicely yeah, done we, we got to put that in the in the canon somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> now do you think there was this really strict uh vision for it just because of how long it was in development i i'm going to call it development hell because it sounds like that people had to take breaks there's probably a lot of like ideas floating around do you think that the amount of time it took to make it kind of pushed you guys to want to or pushed you roger specifically to make it exactly how you wanted it to be and wanted it to play i mean after after a certain point it just you can tell we had something really good going and no matter how long it was going to take because you know this wasn't you know we didn't have any deadline and stuff so uh and i think after all the work we had already put in at that point it was just like we're just going to keep making this until we think it's ready and it's 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 going to be worth it uh in the end and and it was it, it really was uh and uh I like that we we cared so much at the end. Like we even uh, you know made this extra mini game, uh, a Bo Boys uh, 
a small adventure, uh, you know, and that was just something that we did right at the end of it uh, um, to tack on. And it's just, uh, it just showed like how much we, we cared about this project. And, and I don't know, it just, there were just so many ideas that I still would have loved to, to, keep adding in but at some point you have to say like okay, no, this, this <laughs> yeah. is good enough like uh, you, you know there's a cutoff point uh but it, it did take 10 years for us to be like all right now is the cutoff point yeah yeah I, I would i would agree with uh roger there i think there was a double driver i think it was both i think there was high standards that mm-hmm. that drove the development time but then also um showing it at comic-con and seeing people's reactions and kind of getting that little boost cute. of feedback we it kind of gave us a, a vision that, was that the goal to show it at comic-con yeah i mean I, I already had shown games at comic-con before and i already had my booth there for quite a while so um originally we showed it just on you know laptops with a monitor for people to play but then uh nick and some of his buddies uh actually created the custom uh abobo arcade cabinet uh with uh the uh x arcade uh controller re redesigned to look like an nes controller and that drew in people like crazy and i printed up a giant a bobo standee that towered over everything at comic-con and <laughs> it was great it just you could see it from a mile away and uh um you know over all of the other booths and everything so it was uh it worked out really yeah, well and, and and that was always so it like nick is saying it it lifted our spirits anytime, you know, we were like exhausted from all the work on it or whatever you bring it to Comic-Con and see people just laughing their asses off. And this is just on the early stages. And I do think the game gets funnier as it progresses. Uh, so that was just a really big boost of motivation for, for us and really lifted our spirits. And it also gave valuable feedback to like, see where, where people were messing up or, or what was too hard for somebody, uh, on our 10th anniversary uh, the other week, uh, we were just talking about how the uh, TNC skateboard guy at the, on the first level was really kicking people's asses uh, at Comic-Con. Uh, so that was really valuable for us to see, like, all right, that's way too hard of an enemy to start the game off with. So, uh, yeah, it, it really helped in many ways, uh, motivation and for making the game better. And we always came came away with a list of bugs from every Comic-Con visit. Yeah. So it was, it was Q, QA as well as... Uh, like quality assurance uh, yeah. phase. And we signed up but people it, on our mailing list there too, which was nice. So they could keep yeah. up to date on when the release was coming. Cause this was yeah, kind yeah. of a, a, you know, huge countdown leading up to it and everything like that. So. Yeah, yeah it was, um, it was a great way to motivate us. Like I, I still remember just watching people play, seeing them genuinely laugh at all the jokes, all the jokes really hitting and resonating with people. And then, Sometimes we get crowds, you know, like gathered around watching people play and everybody's yeah. laughing. And I was just like blown away and like, man, we got something really special going on here. And so <laughs> let's, I guess I will actually finish it. I guess I will yeah. go back and, and <laughs> keep working on it. Um, because yeah, I I, this to, is over, buddy. I also, <laughs> I also threatened Nick. Like I said, you know, this was already in de- development hell once. If it happens again, I'm going to murder you. So it's going to be real. That hell. motivated him too. Yeah. <laughs> another another big motivation honestly besides roger's death threats was uh, uh pox was always working ahead as far as mm-hmm. the art goes and he was going above and beyond with all his cutscenes and stuff and just seeing the amount of time and effort he was putting into stuff like i couldn't let him down i was like okay yeah i like, kept whispering in pox's ear like just make some really awesome art it's gonna make nick feel super guilty <laughs> so, yeah. 
So Nick, I, you might be I, able to answer this is if you took all the sprites from the game, okay, and you you made one poster with everything that was ripped from actual video games and another poster of all the stuff Pox had to make, what would the size difference be? Oh well it depends because all the NES sprites are like tiny, um, pixel wise. <laughs> They're only a few pixels. But all right. of Pox's cutscenes are like full screen. Um, but for sure Pox Pox drew more custom pixels. Uh, pixel for pixel than the the stolen or sorry the uh, he the said stolen he said it <laughs> keep that in keep that in the, the isolate that isolate that we need that somebody edit that out uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no uh, uh, Pox and I actually we had to go into the game files and extract because this was at a time when there were not a lot of like sprite sheets available online and the ones that were were very incomplete like they didn't even have like full walk cycles and, and things like that. So we had to go in and capture one frame at a time out of so many games. So even the stuff that, that isn't, uh, you know, completely original art in there took so much time. So that's, that's another thing. Cause again, it was so many references and then having to extract them from their backgrounds and, and all that stuff. Oh, it was, it was a chore. There's sure. a ton so of spent so much time on it. There's a ton of hybrid sprites as well, like a Bobo swimming sequence. It has a Bobo's head, yeah. but but his like you know arms stroking through the water and his legs kicking. Those are custom. So there's like mishmash sprites. Yeah, as and well if, that if are... you play the uh, the original demo uh, that uh, I worked on with Bane, uh, I had my own swimming animation of a Bobo, and it just came out so bad because I was really trying to parody the Mario kick and the ridiculous 360 rotation of his arms and all and and pox made it look so much better so, <laughs> yeah again yeah. it's it's good good uh we waited and, and took our time with these things because uh it, yeah it paid off big time my uh, my old my old mega man a- animation is still in there though so <laughs> yeah that's that was mega man there. why why was the mega man level programmed so much better what was what, what was oh so my god oh man <laughs> uh, <laughs> finally, a finally got a good programmer we finally got it. Yeah, honestly, it's it's because Dave. of uh, Jack Smack, Dave. Um, yeah, Dave Fulton, Jack Smack, aka Jack Smack on Newgrounds. He, uh, it, it was actually one of the things that got me out of my blue funk with, with my one year break was uh, reaching out to other people for help and saying, you know, this this thing is too intimidating for me. It's too big of a job. Um, is there anybody who can, who'd be willing to help out? And Dave volunteered and sent some demos. And, um, and your flash <clears> files <throat> were getting huge and taking forever to load at the time. At the time. Yeah. That, that was another so piece was of big, the, that really the was driving you nuts. I remember because mm-hmm. each time we had to test something, Nick had to wait just to get it to export and, and all that. So yeah, compile times were really adding up. So at that point I actually started splitting off levels into their own, SWF, like FLAs and F- SWFs, and we would work on them and work out all the bugs. We could test them quickly. Um, and then when they were totally ready to go, then I would uh, uh, convert them to an SWC and import them into the main um, file. <laughs> I remember uh, at the time, that's when I was like, so does this mean we can make even more levels? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how many levels did you have done when you discovered this? Like, how far were you? Uh, it was at the Zelda level. That really was like the breaking yeah. point. Also, um, like right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, four out of the eight were done. Yeah. Um, and we, we had mm-hmm. ideas. Like, Roger had already done the intro animation for uh, Mega Bobo. Um, and, you know, the the training sequence with uh, Doc Lewis, uh, where he's where Bobo's carrying him, he had done yeah. little pieces like that. 
Um, that that and and I had mentioned on the ten year anniversary that animation of the training sequence with Doc Lewis was the very first thing I ever made for Lobo's Big Adventure. It was just this little animation joke that I was going to throw up on Newgrounds about how Bobo trains differently than Little Mac. Uh, for for anyone who hasn't played Punch Out, um, Little Mac runs behind Doc Lewis, uh, who's riding on his bicycle. Uh, so Little Mac is jogging behind him. But the in our version, with the Bobos training with Doc Lewis, he's literally carrying Doc Lewis above his head on his bike with one arm, just holding the bike up in the air. And Doc Lewis looking like, what the hell? Right. Uh, so that was... The joke and that that really go. just um that that's what kind of led uh when i when i did that i was like oh maybe i can make a game out of a, a bobo and that that's where it kind of took off from there so, someone uh, just posted the mac training sequence in the chat yeah yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who's old like us the, the the music is playing in our heads right now yeah like Ooh. us yeah just like all of us yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rocky theme Whatever. Um, so how much was the total cost of putting together everything for a bubble? Because I wanted to ask what made you guys so confident, but obviously cre- creating an arcade cabinet, seeing the reception, seeing crowds of people just laughing and enjoying this thing, obviously boosted enough to where you knew you had to finish it and make it a complete, concise game. But how much effort and how much money went into it? I mean, I what, mean are we, I, what are we talking here? I, I honestly couldn't even say uh, this. Uh, when I say this game was a labor of love, that is absolutely what it was. Uh, this was not something we profited from by, by no. any means. Um, you know, I, I wish we could. Uh, but, you know, I will say we have gotten some donations and Tom Fulp did sponsor it uh, kindly uh, when we were working on it. So we weren't like, you know, you know, because we did have to, you know, pay some of our bills and, and things like that. Uh, so that that helped. Um but no, I mean the amount of hours that we put into this thing, I couldn't even you know tell you. We didn't. Over the we didn't really keep. Years. We didn't really keep track of. No, like, there was there was nothing to investment. keep track of as far as finances go. But I mean, each time we exhibited at Comic Con, that was uh, like over fifteen hundred bucks alone just for for the booth. So that's and, what I thought, right? And it's we not did that cheap multiple times, and then you got the hotel right. fees and and everything. So you know. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, like, at what point were you really invested into it? And it sounds great that Tom was like like monetarily invested into it too so it was nice that you had a lot of love coming from everywhere that you felt like your love was getting across correctly now i want to ask like what was your competition at the time why would why go something so big at that moment was it that new did you and you obviously from playtesting it you knew it would work out because people loved it but what what other games were in competition with you guys i mean it feels like its own little thing yeah I, I can't say I, I and I mean Nick, you might feel differently, but for me, I, I never felt there was any competition and stuff. I mean, Newgrounds always had you know people doing fun pixel animation stuff, and we had done plenty of spoofs and stuff before. You know, my my very first thing on Newgrounds ever was kill the old man from Zelda. That was my very <laughs> very yeah. first submission. So and I, and then oh, I did yes. uh, kill kill the duck hunt dog, uh, right? Uh, as well, so. Um, it it never felt like a competition. It just felt like a celebration to me of of everything that we loved. Uh, it's not just NES. It, it was you know a lot of the '80s and early '90s stuff that that we grew up on. Um, there's a ton of references uh, to stuff like that throughout the game as well. So uh, yeah, it was just it was just for the love of it, and we knew that it would put smiles on a lot of people's faces. And we saw that every time we went to Comic Con. So we knew once this whole thing the full picture was revealed uh, on the internet, you know, people would, you know, hopefully flip out over it. Like we, we saw them do it at Comic-Con. 
I would agree with that. Like we didn't really look at it through the lens of competition or, or anything like that. It's, uh, it's, it is a lot of it was, um, for me, um, trying to push myself as far as like the, the kind of game and the kind of programming that, that I could do. Um, and, uh, trying to, uh, work with people that I had, you know, I was kind of, uh, starstruck by, like, I, I, I couldn't believe when Roger reached out, you know, and was, and like the, the genesis of me coming on board the team was, uh, um, Roger decided to pick back up the project. He put out an APB on Newgrounds, um, and I submitted what I was working on at the time uh, was Boss Bash. Um, so I sent him the uh, I sent him and Pox the the demo of the Zelda level from Boss Bash. I don't know if anyone's ever played that, but um, you fight. It's the final boss from Zelda uh, Two: mm-hmm. The Adventure of Link, um, where you fight Thunderbird and then Dark Link. I yeah. sent him that, and um, and they like that enough that they're like, all right, this guy has what it takes. So they brought me on board and I was starstruck because I knew Roger from Domokun's Angry Smash Fest and Domokun was the game that um, kind of blew the lid off of Flash for me where I was like, oh, I didn't know this was possible to do on on the internet, um, yeah. like in a, in a web browser. Uh, it feels like an arcade game. And so that got me into like looking into Flash more and more and going more and more to Newgrounds and submitting my own stuff on Newgrounds and kind of like um, you can look at my history on Newgrounds and I knew nothing about programming when I started out. I was an artist um, and I didn't even know how to animate before I started going on Newgrounds and getting into, into flash. And so just more and more piece by piece by piece, I started doing more and more ambitious stuff. And to a point where what I had was good enough for Roger and Pox to include me on this project. And then this project, I really consider like a huge, um, like quantum leap in my programming ability um, because where I started on the first level versus where I ended up with on the punch out level was like uh, night and day as far as programming ability. And um, like a lot of times I joke around about going back and reprogramming those first few levels because they suck so much. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know, all those different motivations uh, working with people that, you know, I just wanted to get in on, on something that was um, big and had a lot of potential and would resonate with a lot of people. And then the it, it w- really was a personal project. Like we were doing this in our spare time. We had yeah yeah we know, had lives and exactly families and you know regular jobs and stuff. And it, it wasn't paying any of our bills at, at all. Oh. Um, the little bit of money coming in was just nice. Um, and we did do stuff though. Like we sold T-shirts at Comic Con. Um, that was only both. the the very last year, though. Uh, you know, yeah. all the years leading up to it, though, uh, we didn't have any any custom merch or anything like that. But, spend, but, uh, but we spent a bunch of money on the arcade cabinet. We spent a bunch of yeah. money on the Bobo standee on the booth. Um, mm-hmm. We did like a Bobo masks that you could wear that made you look oh, like yeah. a Bobo. Yeah, the masks. I printed. And... I uh, yeah, I did some Bobo coins out of brass with on my friend's CNC machine, and we gave those away. Yeah, uh, which uh, people can win in the uh, Obobo Newgrounds Art Contest, the 10th anniversary contest. We have uh, three left uh, that uh, people can have a chance to win those rare Obobo coins. Um, they're worth more than a Bitcoin. I don't know about anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say uh, for, for bringing Nick on, uh, uh, it was uh, – I'm so glad I went with him because, uh, you know, we – 
I did receive a lot of uh, people, uh, you know, applying for the position, as it were. And, you know, I, I got to really give credit to Nick. He was the only programmer who was willing to pay me for the privilege of working with me. That, <laughs> that meant the world. That meant the world. So. He's like, I'll give you money. Just let me work. Yeah. On this. Yeah. That went, that it meant the world to me. So uh, I, I knew he cared. So Roger, yeah. Roger repaid me by letting me sexually harass him the whole time, but. It's fair. Is yeah, fair. yeah, we we have a different different version of the word letting. Nick. And, actually and my lawyer door. will be in contact with you shortly. So. There's actually a secret door in a bubble's adventure. If you find it, it's Roger just saying, "Help me, please." He won't stop touching me. It's blood all over the walls. I don't know. I thought it was just a silly joke. But yeah, no, if you can find that door if you go to the very end of the first double dragon sage and walk up that wall on the right. You will find that room. Walk up that, that wall. Room. No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. In the original NES game, there was a glitch. You walk up the wall and die. You will find you will find that room in uh, there's at a room. The, end Rod, of, uh, the very Roger's all tied of, up, tied up in adventure. leather. Mario yeah. Luigi Roger's there. all tied up in leather. I'm not kidding. I am. It's I am, true. He's not I lying. Not be more serious. Yeah, Please, someone it. go go do it right now. This is yeah, not go. a lie. This is the truth. This is not a lie. Yeah, yeah, all the way, all the way to the end, all the way to the end, until you hit the wall. You'll just walk the first, just the end of the first stage. It will take you five minutes. Walk up the wall where there we'll used wait, to be. We'll a, wait. Go do it. Yeah, there used we'll to be wait. an it's elevator on, uh, there. Abobo'sBigAdventure.com <laughs> or on Newgrounds.com. You can find the game to play on there. Now, is there? Listen to the dog. Listen to no, the dog. No, don't listen the to the dog. dog. Sorry, the dog. The dog is telling you what to do. I'm at my buddy's house. The point is, is um, is there, is there anything you could talk about I'm within I'm the ten I'm years I'm of having to, <laughs> within the ten years of having to like hold this project back? Because like. You wanted to come out and you knew what the vision was. Were, was there any anxiety? You're spending time away from your families, but you're having all this fun doing it. What was that anticipation like? Like when the release finally came out, how oh, nervous was... were you guys? What did you guys do to celebrate? What ended up ha- happening? Like yeah, that uh, I can tell you the my biggest worry about the release was was not that you know I I was very confident that people were going to like the game you know mainly from all the comic cons and all the huge surprises that we had kept away from people. Um, we also had a, a wonderful trailer that was cut by my buddy, uh, Brad Webb. Um, and it really got people excited about it. And that just showed some of the stuff in the game. And the stuff that I knew we held back was, I was like, this is going to blow people's minds. Um, but what I was nervous about, honestly, that night was because we had so many people, you know, just waiting for this. And we had these big countdown clocks going, uh, leading up to it and everything. I really just thought, you know, the servers were going to crash. That, that <laughs> at, the time, at the time, that was like a legit worry. So it I was is. very nervous about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was my biggest biggest fear about, like, something was going to go wrong. And, of course, you know, there's always, and I'm sure Nick, you know, could relate to this too, is no matter how many times you have people play it, you know, you're always worried there's going to be some huge game-breaking bug or something like that that's going to ruin someone's experience because, the last thing you want if you work for years and years on a game is for something to crash and then people think it's, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's a shit project and they're not even caring about all the work that you put into it. So um, it's kind of a, a, a blessing in disguise that it took so long because it just built more and more hype. And yeah. like, I remember the the trailer hitting and that got way more views than I ever expected. And like big media, like video game media outlets picked up the trailer and we're talking about it and hyping it yeah. and, that that yeah, was all unexpected was. to me that it would that it would kind of cross over from like flash into legit video game world 
Um, that that yeah, was a big surprise. I never we expected that, about that to happen. That, yeah, the the past week we were talking about that. Like, uh, you know, again, this is it's still a flash game. It's a massive flash game, but you know, you you wouldn't really see IGN uh, or uh, uh, even Game Informer magazine and and places like that, you know, sharing a flash game uh, at the time. That was just kind of unheard of. And then at the end of the year, we were up for Game of the Year against giant triple a games uh and it's just like what what is life now what is this is this real right uh, it's just we couldn't believe it so uh it's it's nuts so what'd you guys do after that i mean did you guys work on another project did you take like six months off kick your feet back it was like oh like what what do you do yeah. i mean we've that. all worked on we've all worked on stuff for sure but uh yeah we we definitely took you know some time to celebrate and just soak it in i mean uh i know i'm still Nick recovering would... 10 years later <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. um like all my gray hair and on the back of my head is from this game so. <laughs> yeah it's weird he's only gray in the very back it's fucking weird yeah yeah um, but no, we, uh, we definitely like, uh, I, I know Nick and I at the very least, uh, and I, I think Fox did too, even though he might not admit it. <laughs> we, we definitely loved watching all the people streaming, uh, the videos of it, uh, uh, playing online, seeing their reactions, reading all the reviews. You know, we, we wanted to soak it in and enjoy the celebration because once we put it out there, it was for everyone to enjoy. And we just, it was like experiencing Comic-Con on a, you know, on a much, much larger scale, just seeing everyone freak out over all these moments and stuff. So that it was just a joyous celebration for us. Uh, and, you know, my, my wife and my friends uh, got me a Carvella cake that's that said uh, a Bobo smash on it and everything. So, yeah, we we definitely <laughs> celebrated uh, for a while before diving into uh, new projects. But, yeah, we can Nick and I can both tell you about the stuff we worked on afterwards, uh, of course. And. And our last year at Comic Con, we actually showed the full game in the in the arcade cabinet, yeah. and that that felt really nice to me. Is just like, hey, here it is complete. We were giving people a bubble coins if they could beat the game from start mm-hmm. to finish, and and we you know were out there staying in a hotel or whatever, having to eat out. So we went out to eat together a couple times and just yeah. you know kicked back and like patted each other on the back and said you know this was awesome. It's great working together. Um, yeah. We're proud of, of what we made and just talked about how the response was so much greater than we ever expected and kind of reveled in that for that. That last Comic-Con, I think, was like a celebratory Comic-Con. It really was. The- it, it was so joyous. And, you know, like you're saying, that all the ones before that, you know, we were like we were kind of on duty, you know, taking notes, mm-hmm. making sure things didn't break, writing down what what needed to be fixed, uh, all that stuff. So uh, but that last one, yeah, that was Definitely one of my favorite comic That was just uh, just a joy. Really just just to tie into what Roger was saying earlier, I still, if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling like frustrated or whatever, I'll still pull up a video of somebody playing a Bobo and just like really laughing at it or getting all the jokes yeah. or whatever. And yeah. it will pick me up. Like I just use it as like, uh, man, I did something that people care about and that that people love. And, yeah. you know, my my heart and soul is in there, and when people connect with it, it's like me connecting with them, <laughs> and yeah, that we, like uh, makes makes me feel good. We've talked about uh, uh, one of our favorite uh, streams of of all of them is uh, from Far From Subtle. Uh, if you're familiar with that YouTube channel, they're the uh, awesome video games slash video games awesome uh, group, and they would all sit on a couch, and they grew up in the same era as us, so they were huge Nintendo Entertainment System fans. Uh, so getting to see them play through the entire game over the course of like, I think it was like 12 videos or something uh, and just 
freaking out over all the main moments that we wanted to land uh, all those really big fun moments um i think that that is my my favorite of the, the streams and uh yeah um uh, i just remember just uh nick nick just shared a, a link to it and that's another thing that delayed a bobo a little bit is we also worked on other games while we were working on a bobo like we made trick-or-treat adventure quest which was another huge new grounds game uh the year fun fact out. that that was the um, uh first game that had uh medals in it yeah yeah that was the first yeah. one that had advertisements. What year was um, that? That was 2007 or 8? 2007 or 8, because I remember yeah. Congregate for the longest time had the metal uh, kind of area cornered, and then Newgrounds finally started introducing metals. So that's yes. kind of iconic that, in, a, in a lot of ways. That was, that was the first thing I did when I started working for Newgrounds. So hmm. that, that's what yeah, that trick, or, trick or Treat Adventure Quest was the first one to run an, uh, an ad unit inside. Ad, the, yeah, that's what it was. And, then, uh, and that, another that game was our by... first one that was a Game of the Year nominee, too, I, I think. Yeah, and Portal mm-hmm. Defenders was the first one to use medals. Um, nice. That's later. what it is. Yeah, it was the, yeah, yeah. I knew it was the first something that I was working on. Yeah, Bobo and... uh, was the first. had, like, the the most medals of all games on there when it was yeah, released. Have, it was 100 medals. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. So Roger hits you up for another game, or you guys are like, let's do another thing. Let's make sure it doesn't take 10 years this time. <laughs> and and obviously, uh, Nick, you grew as a programmer phenomenally. You probably felt like, this is done. Now I know my skills. What else can I make? And then you started pairing up with, I don't know, I've seen you do so much with uh, Lewis, and I think that's a great team. And I think you pretty much you guys were just on the open market after that, because why not? Yeah, just making, you know, continuing to to make stuff we wanted to make. Um, I think, well, I was I was serious earlier when I was saying one of my biggest mistakes has been changing my name so much because I've found it hard to uh, to build like a following, um, like uh, to really get things going. You should should make it a time thing. You should be like, I told you. Past 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., I'm bomb tunes, but after 5 a.m., I'm back to Pesto <laughs> Force. <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, okay, we P- get it. Pesto Force could be your NSFW account. There you yeah, go. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when are you going to break in a new Taku or Faku, the, the hentai mm. fucking game sites? Don't worry. Yeah, if Pox, Pox, if he were here, he was actually talking to me recently about that's his big goal is to make an NSFW game next. Yeah, like that's, he's that's he's talking he to me to about that as well. Yeah. Wait, is this a joke? Is this real? No, no. Oh, like, no, real. He, that's he, He's always wanted to do that and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Wait, always it. wanted to do it for like he was like, yeah, maybe we should throw out a couple tits in a Bobo's adventure guy. You're like, God, you're like, come on, yeah, Pox. no, no, you're we, like, we, Pox, we, come on. Uh, <laughs> You joke about that, but that's a legit thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I think I think God of War made sex as a gameplay like a viable thing, and I think yeah. a Bobo is this big masculine machismo guy. <laughs> it's, it's possible you could have had him walk into a building and just. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, did mate with a mermaid. He did mate with a mermaid. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. 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 And I used my kids as a shield. Yeah. 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 Mermaid was my fault though, so uh, that mm-hmm. that's not on box. Yeah. Um, was, was that an original yeah, asset? Yeah. No, it's Goonies 2, man. Goonies 2? Okay, yeah. okay. That's who you're out to save in Goonies 2, Annie the Mermaid, yeah. Just, just uh, like in the Goonies little... 2 movie. I mean, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I would, uh, uh, you know, absolutely work uh, with Nick and Pops again. I mean, they're they're two of my favorite guys. Uh, they're my brothers. Uh, and so uh, we, we had a lot of fun doing those games. And uh, Pox and I did make some more games afterwards. Uh, Nick was working on some other projects at the time and stuff. Uh, 
when Pox and I started doing a couple games for Adult Swim and all that. So, but um, it was just one of those things. The timing was was bad. Um, but uh, uh, Nick is still forever one of my favorite programmers and one of my favorite people. So, uh, you know, I uh, at one point we we tried uh, uh, starting up on a new game that I'm absolutely determined to uh, make see the light of day someday, and that is Barfarians. Um, Barbarians. I remember that. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, and we were going to have it, but I think, Nick, I, I forget what was going on in your life at the time, uh, but it just got to be too much or something for you at the time. Uh, I, I don't really recall. Um, you know, I but, don't I don't remember what it was. I just remember I was overwhelmed and I think I was yeah. going back to school or something. And yeah, I remember just, you were bouncing uh, you were bouncing some questions off of me about that because you were looking at trying it in different game engines and you were playing it in game maker at the time i think it's the last yeah, time yeah we we actually got a we had a demo um built in game maker we we wanted to make it four four player local multiplayer you know like mm-hmm. a castle crashers kind of thing um yeah i just posted a link to some of the sprite work from it uh but yeah we we had a demo working in, in the game maker one um but even then it, it was stretching like my abilities at the time uh, weren't really up to snuff to really be using Game Maker to make a, a full console quality game. Now, right. um, because of you know the last ten years, um, I think I would actually be able to to pull it off. Um, yeah. So my my skills are more prepared for doing something of that scale nowadays. Yeah, you hear you heard it here first. They're officially making it as of now. It'll be out next year. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. af- after that happened, uh, I was uh, working with my other programmer buddy, Jacob West, uh, who also goes by Rainbow Cemetery, and he's worked on a number of games with me and Pox and, and whatnot. And uh, uh, we talked about it recently, actually, about uh, Nick and Jacob uh, kind of uh, uh, working on the game together uh, if if we ever do uh, revisit Barfarians. Uh, so, you know, because uh, a, a game of that size, and, you know, we, we do have, like, certain, you know, uh, levels of quality we want to live up to, and you know, that shouldn't all rest on Nick's shoulders. And and same for Pox. We were talking about, you know, like having more than just him as the only artist and stuff, you know, because that's a lot, especially with background art and animations uh, for characters and all that. that that's a lot, you know. Um, yeah. uh, so, you know, I think next time uh, we we collaborate on a on a project uh, like that together, I, I think we'll we'll make sure that, you know, both Nick and Pox uh, have have some help. Uh, uh, working on these things together, so um, but yeah, well, as I, long I as my absolutely... cut of the profits doesn't go down at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know, you're getting all of uh, Pox's uh, appearance fees uh, for this podcast, sure. like we discussed. So that's already yeah, done. Yeah. Deal. Negative fifty dollars. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. You you have incurred Pox's debt. Absolutely. So, <laughs> nowadays, but, uh, nowadays with crowdfunding, it's really possible to get a lot more done. Like you can reach yeah. out to a lot of different avenues. And if you are the person who helped make a Bobo's Big Adventure, like I'm not saying use your clout, but it's more like like you guys have experience in a big portfolio. Yeah. So why yeah, not? That's you and know. that's and that's honestly that's the route we would take. Uh, what what I've discussed before is that we would, you know, need to make, you know, uh, just like you would with any game, you know, uh, uh, at least a workable demo or get enough footage together to show what your game is going to become, which is kind of what we did with a Bobo over the years, you know, getting people all excited about it. And then, then you put up uh, the Kickstarter or whatever, and uh, then you, you see what you uh, pull in from there. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can uh, 
make a, a game that amazes everybody and gives everybody a, a good time. But I I really believe in barbarians more than just about anything I, I've ever uh, worked on. And I've yeah, I've gotten to work on some amazing things. I'm, I'm working with Cyanide and Happiness right now, which is mind-blowing to me. And uh, I've been loving that game that we're working on. So. Free Apocalypse, um, get it on Steam, episode one right now. Go, go, it's, go. it's on all the consoles now too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting uh, doing that. So uh, that once that trilogy is done, um, maybe I'll uh, I'll I'll be uh, considering uh, revisiting Barbarians or something at some yes. point. Yes. So, um, Hell yeah. Uh, never never too early to start thinking about that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm kind of coming to a point as well with my life where I'm looking to do uh, a big leap into a. A larger project as well so and and i really like the barbarians concept i think uh there's yeah. a lot it, it's a good um like nexus of a lot of uh things you know you got like the gross out humor from the 80s you got arnold schwarzenegger kind of like 80s action hero <laughs> kind of tie in with the barbarian you know yeah, all the, uh, and then all the 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 funny barf jokes that you can make. I mean, in the demo, yeah, he's he's literally barfing up feet and fists to attack people with. And we have four characters. You know, it'd be a classic beat 'em up, but with all of the uh, the the kind of humor that we can interject into it. So I, I think it'd be a, a blast. And between Nick's early demo and uh, the uh, demo that Jacob made for it later on, and and our fun tile screen, and this is one of the things that motivated uh, was we. Um, before Nick, you know, got a bit overwhelmed with it, uh, we had planned to bring the first level demo of Barbarians to Comic Con that year, and I still had the booth, so I put up the uh, computer screen that had the animation of just the the Barbarian guy puking on everything, and people <laughs> people were drawn to it like crazy. We we got had so many people asking when the game was coming out and stuff. That was just from the title screen and the the silly title and animation and stuff. So you know how barf um, is contagious. Basically, at Comic Con, everyone was just saw that yeah. and started bar- puking in the aisles. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Just, it was beautiful. They had to bring in a hazmat team. It was, yeah, uh, that that was uh, patient zero for COVID actually. So. <laughs> yeah. nice. Where it all started. Yeah, it all yeah. started. No, I think there is a really big market for it, especially Steam. It's an open like place but when you take retro aesthetics like if you're looking at nuclear throne like we need a really like well polished and nes game out there again like if that makes sense like we need more of that and i think if anyone could take anything from playing a bubbles big adventure the moment you start that that thing up and you're going through going up to the statue of liberty all these sprites flying around and you're really into it it just feels and I hate to use the word polished, but it just feels complete. And sure, Nick, you look at it, you're like, fucking first two levels coding suck ass. What are you talking about? And, but to me, <laughs> everything worked really well until the skateboarder dude was hard as shit to hit. But the point is, it just felt clean. It felt like like a complete package, like it could be on a cartridge that you throw into something. And I believe if Barbarians has its own comedic routine, and maybe it's um, story-driven, or maybe it's just like, um, I don't want to say roguelike, but like in a way that you can play it over and over and have your like arenas or matches or whatever, I think it'll do really well as a concept. Very well. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I mean, if, if there's anything the three of us really do care about, and, uh, and Jacob as well, uh, uh it's it's having like things look really polished and feel really polished and if we're mimicking like a game of that era and stuff it needs to feel like you're saying like it could be on a cartridge because 
a Bobo's Big Adventure, we've had so many people ask us over the years since it came out, like, can you put this on an NES cartridge? It's like, no, the NES could never do that. But you still, <laughs> you still, you still want it to feel like it could, like you want that gameplay. Yeah. And, you know, credit to, to Nick, you know, he, he nailed, you know, the actual, you know, cause there's a lot of little, little details that, you know, nobody would really notice. Uh, but Nick made those things feel just right. And, and so did, uh, uh, you know, Jack Smack, of course, on the Mega Man level. Um, and, and Pox to a much, much lesser degree on the Urban Champion level. Who doesn't put a pause in there? God damn it. <laughs> no, that's, it's, it's, it's cool that you mentioned that because like a lot of people wouldn't realize how important the feel of the game is. Like you can literally rip sprites, throw them in any game engine and make a game and it'll be a yes. game, but it sure. won't necessarily feel like those NES era games. And Nobobo no. felt like an NES yeah. era. It moved like an NES era game. Yeah. The it frame had to rate be was right. Perfect. Pixel Perfect yeah. was, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of our mantra. It, it really needed to be. So There are a yeah. lot of shitty NES games out there, though. And oh I feel God, like yeah. with a Bobo, I just knew I was getting exactly what you guys wanted me to get. And I didn't have any fears going forward. Like, there was no lull in the action. There was no lull in, like, oh, they could have did this better. It was literally just, like... It's like, I don't know, binge-watching your favorite series. It just felt, ah, it's like, yes, this is exactly what they wanted, and it's getting across to me so perfectly. Like, uh, I would almost be afraid to try to follow that up with anything else because you, the labor of love, like you said, it's that's why it feels the way it does. It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, the, honestly, the, the biggest compliment that, that I took from, from all of it, and, I mean, there were plenty of amazing things, you know, whether it was, you know, some of our heroes talking about it or whatever, but uh, Yoshihisha Kishimoto, who was the creator of Double Dragon, he was really supportive of it. He thought it was a great game. And he just said, he said that he wanted to, you know, uphold the franchise uh, by, you know, he didn't mind if people made games, you know, with his characters, but he wanted to uphold a certain quality in whatever they're making. And him saying our game was great and that he was supportive of it. I mean, that, that oh my much, god! That 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 did it for me. That brought a tear to your eyes, bringing a tear to my yeah. eye. It's so beautiful, Jesus yeah. Christ! Because the the yeah. first thing you load it up, you're like, "Well, is this legal?" <laughs> right. Like, hold on, what's going yeah. on? Here? Yeah, no, it was, it was just a big parody game, of course. And you know, you know, that's another thing we get a lot asked a lot. You know, can you put this on Xbox? Can you put this on PlayStation? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll get right on that. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, Nintendo's really open to. to yeah. <laughs> no, uh, to, to be fair, Nintendo. You know, and and a lot of companies, and Nick has mentioned this before. You know, like they they emailed us. You know, Capcom and you know people unofficially off the record were saying how much they loved it. You know, they just couldn't no promote, it, promote oh. it publicly or anything like that. Of course, and we understand that. You know, because this would be a licensing nightmare for anybody. But, the fact uh, that you didn't get ceased and desist by Nintendo directly tells you. No, no, we like we never did, and it was because there was such a an outpouring of it, and I think a lot of it, you know, you know, having the the creator of Double Dragon himself uh, standing up for us, that went yeah. a long way. And you know, when when something is that beloved, I think that's just going to be really bad PR for for anybody. And again, this was a nonprofit thing. This was just a gift to all the fans who grew up on NES like we did. It was just. You know, yeah. it was a tribute to Nintendo. And one of the big goals with the game for us uh, was not only, you know, making people laugh and everything, but this is it, it was to introduce a new generation to why, you know, people our age love the Nintendo Entertainment System so much. So if you play through a Bobo's Big Adventure, 
maybe you're going to be like, hey, that punch out stage was really cool or that contra stage was really cool. I'm going to go back and play the original game and see how that was. So Yeah, or you'll see it, like these these random characters you got in there. Yeah. What is he from? What and is at, he from? at the time the Nintendo Wii was coming out, you know, with the the eShop and all that, uh, and they were putting NES games on there. So it was it really it was timed quite well, I think, and that was just t- purely by luck, but that really gave people the chance to uh kind of go back and explore a lot of those old NES titles and see what they were about. So hopefully we we motivated people to to do that uh, along the way. And, uh, you know, some people hopefully actually bought some uh, NES cartridges because uh, that will always be my favorite way to play Nintendo mm-hmm. games. So. That, that reminds me of, uh, I think Paul McCartney was on some... Uh, some like MTV movie awards or something with uh, Kanye. Yeah, he totally talked about how much he loved the Bobo's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, he right. did. Exactly. He did. Yeah. 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 So it's his favorite game from the eighties. Um, and Kanye but, let him finish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Nick. Him. I had to make a joke. Go for it. Speaking of interrupting, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, people were like, "Oh man, uh, who's this uh, Paul McCartney guy? Like, how does how is he big enough to be with Kanye?" And and you know, like tweeting yeah, right. and and yeah, people don't even realize. I think with the bubble, like what they're playing through and the the history and the the references, but it does you know implant something in their brains to go out and uh, learn more and find something. And um, it, it's it's a weird effect of this game because a lot of it for me was just like, oh, this is going to resonate with people from my generation, but now it's like instigating people from a new generation to to learn more about it it's it's yeah. a cool thing and that's that's due to, mostly to the polish because like old snes games or nes games you boot them up they have their own quirks maybe this you can't skip fucking dialogue there's all this shit going on that like oh i gotta go through all these hoops just to play this play a bubble's big adventure you played five and then you also got like or like how many stages are in it i'm sorry i didn't beat it like eight. six right eight eight, eight fucking yeah. stages eight. of of nes and all these references you're literally like mainlining nes in yeah. such a good way <laughs> like it's you're implanting it in your brain instantly by playing it yeah and, and i think the, a- the main reason we we adhered to the eight stages was because we wanted to use the Mega Man stage select screen on our exactly. level select because uh, <laughs> oh, uh, because if it were not for that i i probably would have uh you know talked the these two guys into making even even more stages but uh, that mega man screen that's that's just as iconic as anything to me and Me- mega man 2 was one of my favorite nes games for sure uh so uh i i love the idea of uh of having that as our as our stage select and and not going outside the bounds of that but you know, we had another... so many moments in the game where we were able to interject, you know, those characters from those other levels and stuff anyway that I, I would have put in anyway. So it's it's one of those things kind of like with the the map design on the Zelda level where the form of the, <laughs> the, the graphics de- determines the, <laughs> the coding that that went into it. Yeah. But but Roger there, we actually squeezed way more than eight games. Oh, well, for eight sure. In I because mean, Contra the, alone the Contra is really two. is two levels, yeah. And exactly. Balloon Fight has both Balloon yeah. Fight and wrestling. And pro wrestling, right? And yeah. technically, your title screen has shootable duck hunt. That's yes. true. So we yeah. we shoehorned way more than eight into. Oh, for <laughs> sure. And and again, it's you know a lot of people at first glance could just see the double dragon level and just see one or two characters that don't belong there, but that is the entire game. It's just characters from all different walks of life on the NES uh making appearances in there so you know it's 
it, it's it's just an avalanche of NES stuff. And 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 speaking of an avalanche, there's there's a portion where Kirby literally vomits up an avalanche of other characters we couldn't find a place for <laughs> in the game <laughs> just to make sure they got They're into in there. the game and stuff. So it is just. <laughs> We we left no stone unturned. Left. And, and you guys made one. one original character as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pesto yeah, Force tied up in leather. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> oh. Oh wait. He was in barrel. Beardy oh, barrel. Beardy barrel. Oh. Indeed. Hundred percent original yeah. character. Yeah, and, and that a, was uh, mainly boy. because Abobo uh, dealt with uh, you know barrels and Double Dragon a lot and all that. And um, uh, I had mentioned. Uh, on our anniversary uh, screening of it um, that uh, I wanted a character who was made of conveyor belts because that was always a Bobo's biggest fear in the game. Like that was the one way you could defeat him easily. And Nick was even like, how do you even make a character made of conveyor belts? That was our whole development process. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was translating my, my crazy ideas into reality. So yeah. Yeah. Roger is a, is a largely verbal kind of joke maker. And so, a lot of the stuff he would come up with, we'd just be like, what? How do we even translate that into like, two dimensions? I mean, at least it's not three dimensions, but come on. Hey, How look, are we gonna Nick, I've made a career out of that madness. So conveyor belt boss. Conveyor belt boss. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, so conveyor belt on the ground. He's like, no, what made it? No, it has legs. It walks around. It you just don't get the mouth. vision. <laughs> And I want to say, I want to say it was barrels. really, I want to say your game was really nuanced in the way that it presents itself, but obviously it's not. There's like shit ton of references, like right from the get go, but the way that it plays is really nuanced. Like, yeah, you have all these references, but you're not forced into them. It's just like Donkey Kong's throwing barrels. It's like a cool little gimmick. You know what I mean? You're not, if nothing feels like it's forced onto me, it feels like the more I play, the more me and this game are playing together. I thought, yeah, I thought that was really nice. That- that that was kind of like one of the things uh, in, in the game that mattered a lot to to me and the other guys. Um, it was we didn't want it to be like, oh hey, remember this? Yeah, that, like there's 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 a million of those those kind of games. And stuff. So how'd you it's prevent just, from oh, doing hey, that? Remember this? It was it was honestly just treating the source material originally, not like forcing it it, it down your throat or anything like that. It was just like. Well, like, uh, for example, like on the uh, Super Mario 2 underwater level, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we could just throw anything in there uh, to, hey, remember this. But instead, we went through a, a ton of games that actually had underwater characters that would fit under there. Uh, you know, like Karnov, most people don't associate Karnov with, with swimming, but there is a stage in Karnov where he actually does swim. So we used those version of Karnov's sprites to make that work down there. And He's and a things, mermaid so. Karnov. Is exactly, Murnov, Murnov. So that that kind of stuff was was important to us, and and also you know having a real story with it that that is that is honestly what what connects it because you can you can throw a million things together and just have people be like oh yeah I remember that but we had a, a thread going through this whole game the story of a Bobo trying to pursue whoever kidnapped his son a Boboy like so they're. As cheesy as it sounds, there was like some actual drama, some heart beneath all of this craziness. So I think that's how you can, you know, do nostalgia right, because uh, there's there's a lot of wrong uh, out there. Like I love the new Cobra Kai series uh, that's that's been on on Netflix uh, the past couple of years. I don't know yeah. anyone who cares about, but oh yeah, um, me too. I I when I first heard that show announced, I was like, oh, that's just going to be such a just 
a cash grab and it's going to be crap, but I think they've handled it wonderfully. It's, it's everything it needs to be. Um, so that's, that's the kind of lesson, like uh, I, there is nostalgia done right. And there's nostalgia done wrong. And, you know, we just didn't want to fall in, into the ladder. So, yeah. I think it's, um, I think the the story is a big part of it. And I think um, that the game would be genuinely fun, even if it weren't a, a full of references, like mm-hmm. the gameplay is engaging, you know, it's, it's got quality yeah. across the board. Um, yeah. And then I think, Honestly, choosing the NES <clears throat> because of the limited color palette, the, the limited number of pixels on the screen, a lot of those games, they feel there's a consistency created by the limitations of the NES graphics and system. Yeah. That makes it so you, the same pixel art size and everything. So, yeah. yeah and they, they, the sprites couldn't be above a certain size, you know, except in like rare cases like, like Punch Out, but um, that kind of thing where, um, Really, you you can mix and match those things between the different games, and they look like they fit. Like you almost don't notice that there's a shy guy in Zelda. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah. yeah, his his sprite is the right size to fit through all the passageways on the screen. Right. Um, you know, there's and so there's like because the NES was so like limited um, in its technology, it made all the pieces kind of flow together in a way that feels um, intentional. Um, and like, you're not really breaking any rules. Um, and yet you are, um, somehow, so there, there's a fine line to, to go there. Um, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned the, uh, the, the Zelda level with the shy guy. Cause that was like a big consideration on that stage. Like, cause Zelda had those, you know, those specific blocks for each portion of the dungeon tiles and all, and we wanted characters that would fit, uh, within them. So yeah, that's. That's really important. And same for like uh, on something like Contra, you want characters who feel like they could work on that level without feeling completely out of place uh, in a way. So, you know, whether it's the Toxic Avenger walking along in the water down below or Robocop shooting at you from above, uh, it, it all still feels natural on that on that on that stage. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like and like a, sh- a, sh- a shy guy wouldn't have fit in the Contra level. Right. And so we were exactly. we were careful about the, the, the games we mixed and matched. Like, but yeah. Robocop does fit like the scale of the Contra level and really so does, does Toxic Avenger. And so there's like, you know, there's a lot of careful picking even behind the, those limitations. Back to your water level, you had the freaking Ninja Turtle vines in the Mario water. Yeah. And, and yeah. It took me yeah. a minute to realize that was from a different game. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that, I didn't even realize it. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing. Cause I mean, I think anyone could look at it and, and, you know, just see the, the overall story that we had and, and maybe not realize, you know, all this other stuff was carefully picked over instead of just dumped in there per se. So yeah, it, uh, that there was a lot of thought that went into to all this uh, stuff, but uh, there's, know, when when you're making something that you genuinely love, uh, it it you know it, it can feel like work at times when there's that much of it, but you you know it's it's going to work out. So there's a real sense of of curation of knowledge of the source material and you know um, crossing lines appropriately um, where they should have been crossed or or not so yeah and and some of the biggest compliments uh you know aside from you know the double dragon creator himself and all was other people who grew up in that era and i i saw them talking about like these guys are as big of fans as of nintendo as we are you know that that sort of thing when you when you hear people saying that sort of stuff you know wow. you, they, you know you're honoring the source material and and we wanted to do that we didn't want to you know like 
you know, as much as we're, you know, parodying and making fun of stuff and all that, you know, Bobo beating up all your heroes and all that, we still wanted to honor them in, in whatever ways we could. So, uh, you know, it's it's making you laugh, but it's also, you know, it's it's tugging at your heartstrings along the way as well. So there's like, I think a good example of that is the idea, like this is a perfect um, quintessential example of what we're talking about. The idea of mixing Kirby in where Krang goes on the yes. Krang android body. It's like, Krang B. of course, yeah. of course, they're both pink. They're both about the same size. Yeah. And like, it's just, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. You, you have to be, you have to be a person who grew up in, in a certain era to, to even have that thought cross your mind. And I don't know. The first time I saw Kirby, I thought he could fit in Krang's stomach, in the android by his stomach. And when we had the opportunity to make that happen, I was so excited. Pox did such a great job. Because, you know, first you see Kirby suck him out, of, uh, suck Krang out and just swallow him whole. And then uh, he hops in the android body and it falls off the screen. And, you know, for a minute there, you think, oh, that's the end of it. Uh, but then the giant android body rises up on the screen. And that's Still to this day, one of my favorite moments in the game. I love seeing Same. that that become a reality and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I, I hear there's, there's something si- there's something similar with the gameplay. Like, I don't think people just like booting up an emulator and playing a bunch of, even if they spent a year playing a bunch of Nintendo games in an emulator, if they could really like capture the the feel of what it was like to play the Nintendo. So. Of I think it's a not. game. I think it's the a game that only we could make because, like, I don't know. It's just woven into our our. Yeah, you you unwrap being. your SNES on Christmas. <laughs> no one has that fucking experience. You know what I mean? Like you, you yeah. guys grew up in that culture. Yeah, and that's that's why you're able to capture it so strongly. Now, when I'm actually, let's get this question out first. This is gonna be like a really easy question. What are you guys' favorite NES games then? Nick, you wanna go first? Hmm. Besides that, you, know, you start... can only pick like three. We got. I gotta limit you. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides Star Trek, <laughs> the cartridge I showed on the stream. Uh, yeah. And and where's uh, Waldo? Right. Yeah. And where's um, Waldo? <laughs> of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. I I think honestly the one I played the most growing up was Super Mario Two. Um, because I don't know why that one in particular. It was it just was way different than the other Mario games, and the bosses were huge. And it's almost like it wasn't a real Mario game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> almost like it was stolen from another cartridge. Just had I hope it doesn't put you into a Doki Doki Panic talking about yeah. this, Nick. Doki Doki Panic. Um, so I, I played Super Mario 2, I thought. And it was one of the first games that I was at a developmental stage where I could beat it. And so I'd always, you know, try to impress my friends by, like, speedrunning Super Mario 2. Um, but, yeah, that was a big one. And then Contra, just be because I would get together with my cousin and we would always play two-player Contra. And it was like a, a bonding thing that we would do together. Um, I'd say those two were, were my main... Um, oh, also, Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Yeah, love that game. Um, I remember the first time I played it at a friend's house and just how far I got. And they were like impressed with how well I was doing. And it just like hooked me on like that game for a really long time. And I played it until I could beat Mike Tyson, so... I agree um, with that. I remember the first time I played Knockout too. I don't know why it's so memorable seeing that dude's big belly button and just punching it like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So those those would be my top three games: Contra, Mike Tyson Punch Out, and Super Mario Two. 
Nice. Yeah, and uh, Nick and I definitely agreed on uh, Super Mario Two. Uh, uh, that that was always one of my favorites for sure. Um, uh, it, it is completely unique. It, it's bizarre. It, I, I love how weird that game is. It, it got super weird, and the fact that you could play four characters, you could play as the princess, you could play as Toad or, or Luigi and stuff, and they all had their own unique abilities that could work well with specific stages. Uh, in addition to the the boss battles, so yeah, I'm. Totally on board with Nick uh, on Super Mario 2. And, and same for Contra and Punch-Out as well. I played the hell out of those games. Um, some of my other favorites, um, I, I I really loved a lot of sequels on the, on the NES uh, when, when I think back on it. Like Super uh, 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 Castlevania 2, uh, Simon's Quest, is my favorite of the Castlevania trilogy on the NES. Uh, and I know it's not everyone's favorite, but... That one was just the perfect game to me at the time. So I absolutely loved it. The music, of course, um, the the improved challenge uh, from the first game and everything. Um, I absolutely adore that one. I already spoke, uh, you know, my praises of Mega Man 2 because uh, I do think that is the best Mega Man that's ever been made. Um, I will also uh, say uh, another game that's a bit lesser known on the NES is called Stinger. And that is from the Twin B series out of Japan. And I reference it plenty in uh, uh, Bobo's Big Adventure, whether it's the music or uh, the actual uh, ships from it. But I absolutely love Stinger because it, to me, is one of the weirdest games on the the NES, right up there with Monster Party. And um, Stinger, uh, it's a two-player, you know, just shoot 'em up uh, flying shoot-em game. Uh, It it goes... uh, horizontally and then vertically on the next stage and keeps going back and forth uh, between that. But at the end of every stage is a huge boss battle that you have to uh, uh, fight and your ships have angels whenever they die. So you can catch, if you catch your angels before they float off the screen, you can get, get back all the weapons you had. Uh, So that's Mm -hmm. kind of a unique thing. It's like the ships are alive, but the boss battles, let alone the stages themselves are insane. Like, you, you think you're flying in a ship, you're going to fight some, you know, like typical alien monster. No, at the end of stage one, you're fighting a giant watermelon that's spitting seeds at you. <laughs> and later on, you're fighting a boom box. It's like, what the hell is this game? <laughs> great, super, super upbeat music. And it's it's just, it is a treasure uh, to me. So that Stinger was always one of my favorites. And I highly recommend that uh, along with the, the rest of the Twin B series. But uh Stinger was a big one, um, and tag team wrestling, uh, which I've mentioned before, be uh, it's it's not the greatest wrestling game ever. I mean, pro wrestling is you know certainly a better wrestling game on the NS, and we that was one of our main boss fights. But tag team wrestling is hilarious because it had the strong bads, which was the impetus for strong bad from Homestar Runner, uh, which is a character everyone fell in love with. And um, uh, they get super angry. And uh, you know me, we talked at the very beginning of this podcast that I love angry characters and the strong (laughs) bads literally turn red with rage and you cannot defeat them whenever they're red. So yeah, I I could go on forever about (laughs) any. I bet. That sounded like a lot of love. I'm going to stuff off here. I, I could just, Keep talking forever. Get this guy off stage. He's talking about things I can't relate to. (laughs) (laughs) That just brought back some memories for me as well. One that I have to mention is Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, Mm -hmm. because obviously that's the inspiration behind Chibi Night and Super Chibi Night uh, that I did with my daughter daughter. voice acting. Yep. Zelda 2, I I never really liked 
any of the Zeldas except for Zelda 2. I just really dug on the the side-scrolling platforming view that they never did in any other Zeldas. And, of course, that's the game that has error. Um, yes. Which... <laughs> which we spoofed a lot through the Chibi Night series. All the, uh, all the people mm-hmm. that you learn um, new moves from are called Glitch. and Yeah. Um, Hello, I'm Prob- Error. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Glitch brothers are, are in the Super Chibi Night series. But yeah. I, I heard nope. someone say that, that someone needs to make an, a, a version of a Bobo's Big Adventure where you play as Error um, because yeah. he's, a, he's an unknown. <laughs> yeah, we should have worked, worked uh, Error into the game. Uh, for sure, yeah. and I, I, uh, Adventure Link was a really original game. I, I do like the original Legend of Zelda more, but I, I always respected uh, the second one. Uh, again, I, I love a lot of the sequels uh, on on the NES. Another big one for me was uh, Life Force, which is it sounds similar oh, yeah. to Stinger, Stinger, where, and there's a whole Life Force is actually like a spinoff or a, a sub set of a of a whole genre of games i think they're like rygar and things like yeah that. Yeah. yeah where you're flying a ship and you you can get like little orbiting um or not cannons. Rygar. What, what am I talking about? Yeah. not rygar yeah. Uh, yeah there's there's another uh series of games it's like galaga or something um but uh yeah where you get upgrades to your the guns on your ship and you get these orbiting cannons that you can upgrade and um it always had huge bosses at the end of different levels um uh, of course metroid was was a big one spent a lot of hours playing that and ninja gaiden i had to mention because i think there's inspiration from ninja gaiden um in a bubble's big adventure not there's the i mean we we have him we have him in the in the game and all but that was another one of the games that was on my list to possibly have as one of the stages castlevania was was right at the top of my list of games that we didn't get to do a stage for, but Ninja Gaiden was, was right up there as well. And, uh, uh, man, and the, was that a fantastic game. And the game over screen, the game over screen in a bubble's big adventure is a spoof on the, on the arcade arcade, arcade yeah. version of Ninja Gaiden, right. um, where there's a big, a saw coming down to chop your character. If you don't <laughs> yeah. uh, put and in, the, put in another quarter. <laughs> I didn't right, think it actually then, kill him, but it did. There's a lot. It of did, yeah, yeah. And the, in back then, uh, the only way you could play the arcade version at home was uh, on the Atari Lynx, uh, mm. and they did a really nice copy of uh, a nice port of the uh, the arcade version of Ninja Gaiden. But I love the Nintendo version, as punishing <laughs> as it can be, with those damn birds that and characters that regenerate as soon as you walk back and back onto the screen and stuff. Yeah, yeah it was. It was very tight though. Like you always oh, felt man, it was really yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you felt like it was your fault when you lost. Yeah, that's a really good yeah. for a game to yeah. give you. Seriously. Yeah. Um, just with Ninja Gaiden, there's there's kind of a spiritual thing I think about the NES in general, and I don't know if you guys felt this way, but because because the uh, the hardware was so limited, any sort of animation or cutscene was like so special. Yes. Like, yes. Like those uh, cutscenes blew me away the first time I saw them on the NES. Like, those big close ups of the ninja's face. Yeah. Yeah. Or even when you're playing Mega Man and you get the power ups and he's big, like just shit like that. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah, big but, yeah. big sprites, like to be yeah. able to draw big sprites, but to have cutscenes, um, it always felt like the reward. Like your reward yeah. for beating this yeah. game is you get to see the cin- the cinematic cutscene. And Ninja Gaiden had that like in between every level. Um that was wow. a big yeah, and that um, kind of uh, you know, well, uh, speaking of that, that that was a big, big goal of uh, when we when we wrapped up Abobo's Big Adventure, we wanted to have 
the ending to you know destroy all endings that ever existed before it because uh uh, you know, as good as a lot of the NES games were, a lot of them were bad and punishingly hard. You know, I, I loved games like, uh, you know, Ghouls and Ghosts, for example. Uh, you know, a lot of people hate trying to play that whole game because it was extremely hard. But when you get to the end of some of these games, it's just like a quick, like, congratulations, and that's all. You win. There's no, yeah. like, giant cutscene or anything. So the rewards at the end of them were were not great uh, a lot of times. So we wanted to... uh uh really you know change that but before we get into that i know you had another thing you wanted to bring up yeah so like when when we were kids you know like like you said the nes was like it's old thing we didn't have this massive library of games at our fingertips we had mm-hmm. you know whatever was coming out at the time and there were tiers of games there were like the big studio games or what was yeah. a big studio at the time and there were the bargain bin games. And those were the ones that your grandma got you. Your <laughs> Uncle Bob yeah. got you. And I just wanted to ask you guys, like, did you guys have like a, a really favorite bargain bin game that, that maybe people don't know about or just like a cult favorite? Like for me, I had fucking Magmax. You remember Magmax? I love that game. It's so stupid. You, mm. you start out as a spaceship and then you get a power and you get legs and you walk and they're like human looking legs, but you're walking and then you get a torso and you're a robot and then you're shooting stuff. And that's all it is. It was so stupid. It's like, the twenty dollar bargain bin game, but I love the shit out of that game. I have a couple. Yeah. Um, there's one that I really got into. That's that I think actually has really cool sprites. Um, that's uh, I mentioned it earlier. The Star Trek uh, video game. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really cool because you could fly your ship around to different planets and you could beam down, and then you'd be like on an away team with uh, Captain Kirk and Spock and Bones, and you'd walk around and they would follow you, like kind of like. Uh, um, I don't know, like a, in Centipede or something, like they're they're like following in your exact footsteps as you go around the planet. <laughs> and so it had like an adventure game aspect down on the surface of the planet and then like a larger scope where you're flying your, your ship around. Um, that, that was a, a, a fun one. And then I remember renting. This was the era of like you could, you know, go to the video game, the video store and rent VHS tapes, but you could also rent um, yes. Nintendo cartridges. And so we rented one that was a cool spot. Uh, it was yes, the, of course, the, se- the 7-Up. Yeah. 7-Up, yeah. yeah the, the little dot that's in the 7-Up logo uh, mm-hmm. in the 80s was like they gave him sunglasses and legs and arms and like made a whole can- like marketing campaign around him. And he had a Nintendo game, and I remember renting that and, and playing it uh, over a weekend. It was a pretty sucky game. And I think the Noid had a, had a game as well, the... <laughs> The, McDonald's made one, the Mick and Mac one. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, those are those are fun. Uh, for me, uh, for sticking with NES games, um, I would say, I mean, I already mentioned tag team wrestling, which was kind of like the bargain bin game yeah. compared to pro wrestling, which was far more popular because it had like like larger characters, a, a wide variety of moves. It was just like the known game, but tag team wrestling, I absolutely loved uh, whether it was playing against the computer or against friends. Uh, I just thought it was great. Uh, I love everything about it. Um, a couple others that I really think are, I, I guess I would say, uh, you know, kind of uh, more on the underrated side. Um, Wizards and Warriors, I think is mm-hmm. one of the most brilliant, NES games, uh, it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. It, it really is. Um, you you play as this knight, uh, but 
for some reason, like, even though you're in a suit of armor, like, you can jump up, you know, tree branches and everything like you're Spider-Man <laughs> or something. Um, I don't know, you know, what what kind of, uh, you know, CrossFit training that dude did, but uh, kudos to him for being able to pull that off in a suit of armor. Um, but yeah, it's right? really it's really well done, uh, you know, has fun upgrades. You get to go inside trees and, and everything, and uh, the, the boss battles were, were great. Uh, just and the music is the score to it is again wonderful so that's that's one of my favorite uh nes games of, of all time and we do get to uh reference that uh, of course uh in some of the final global cut scenes um, oh yeah that's that game uh, where it was where you would climb forever yes like, and very, if you fell it punished you. yes that was frustrating but man when you when you actually beat the things and got into the treasure chest and everything you needed. It felt so rewarding. Um, another one I really love a lot was uh, TNC Surf Designs, the Wooden mm, Water yeah. Rage. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic game. Um, it's, uh, you know, because it had skating and surfing on it. The surfing was notoriously harder to, to last on, whereas the skating you could go for uh, a good while. Uh, but the characters were very fun and bright, cartoonish, uh, kind of like tiki art style. Um, I actually bought a print from the guy who uh, drew those characters back in the day at a uh, uh, convention. I think uh, maybe eight years ago I got to meet him, and so that was really cool. Just seeing he's still out there making that that kind of uh, tiki style art <laughs> with those fun characters and all. And you know, TNC was an actual you know it was a, a pretty cool surf shirt brand. Like I remember seeing people mm-hmm. wearing those shirts all the time back in high school, along with Seventeenth Street Surf Shop and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah. The gorilla in that had like a hat yeah. that had like back yep. flaps on the back. Yeah, of the neck. yeah, <laughs> yes. and they did a, a sequel with him uh, called Thriller Gorillas, uh, uh, Town and Country. I think it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was uh, another big one to me. Um, but and then there were just tons of other like random games like uh, RC Pro Am. I'm not I'm not like a big racing game guy, but RC Pro Am just man, that just it just it worked for me and. Even some of the super simple ones like Karate Champ, that was a really simple, yep. cheesy little game, uh, kind of like, you know, not too much more complicated than Urban Champion, but it just changed the the scene that you were in. But you're always just fighting the same guy, uh, you know, uh, the same opponents uh, over the course of all these different backgrounds. Uh, I almost look Karate. at it as like a, a precursor to Bushido Blade, which was one of my favorite PlayStation games of all time. So. Right. Um, Karate Champ yeah. was my first game that I owned. Like when I bought my Nintendo, oh, there you go. Yeah. it didn't come with uh, it didn't come with Super Mario Brothers and or Duck Hunt. Um, it didn't come with anything, <laughs> and so I had the back to like of a truck. No, that's just like <laughs> there was a phase there where they they it didn't come with any games. That that started happening a little after its initial release. But yeah, uh, I was yes. I was there with Rob the robot at the very beginning, so I I had the one that came <laughs> packed in with gyromite and and all yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, um, I remember gyromite. <laughs> yeah, that was a that gyromite. I I just respect for the complete originality of that idea. It, it's mm-hmm. there's there's never been anything quite like that. Uh, yeah, it was like and, you know, it was like I, it really was reality. Ahead of its time. It, it was, was yeah yeah augmented reality before anyone had ever thought of the term. Yeah, super difficult game, but uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, again, uh, the Nintendo library is, is long and deep, and you know we could talk forever about that stuff. You know, I mentioned yeah. um, uh, um, uh, so many other ones uh, already. Um, so we yeah. can all agree the greatest game of all time is Bad Street Brawler, though, right? Oh, sure. 
That's a fun Greatest one. game of all time. All time. <laughs> also <laughs> slalom uh, because uh, it, it puts you in the perspective of the skiers, but the entire time yeah. just being downhill. And they really, they really, side. yeah, it's, I don't know why they did that for slalom, but whoever was drawing that was like, I'm going to make sure people are staring at someone's butt the entire time. So. <laughs> yes. I never, it was ahead of its I never, time. I never played Bad Street Brawler, but I did play uh, Bad Dudes. That was a, oh, <laughs> yeah. And I played and, uh, a Target Renegade a lot, which was also like a super cheap version of uh, Double Dragon uh, and Bad Street Brawler. And, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I think as, as far as old NES fighting games like that, I mean, River City Ransom was probably the most creative of all those, uh, you know, because it also combined, you know, storefronts and everything like that. And into it had like well. RPG leveling. Yeah, up yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, of course, seeing someone say "barf" whenever they got punched, uh, you know, I'm sure that was like subconsciously the impetus for uh, uh, barbarians. So, one of my first games was uh, Russian Attack. It's Rush, oh, yeah. and then the letter and N apostrophe. Attack. Yeah, like toys are us. Yeah, yeah, Russian Attack. Um, yeah, but you, but you are like attacking a Russian like outpost. And yeah, like that was, it's similar to like um, what was it uh, Commando and I think uh, Ikari Warriors. Uh, that those were oh, like yeah. the three good like soldier games uh, on the NES back then. I loved Ikari Warriors on the arcade though. It had the the sticks that you could twist back and forth yeah, to change yeah. the direction you were aiming. That was really original. Yeah, and NES even had like a, a pretty good version of like Smash TV and stuff. Like the Super NES mm-hmm. was like uh, almost near perfect arcade port, but mm-hmm. the NES version was cool and. Uh, what else was there? There was like uh, uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors was a, a big influence on me. Like, you know, I love horror themed games like, uh, you know, of yeah. course, uh, uh, Ghosts and Goblins and Zombie Nation was another crazy one. I mean, you're literally you're playing as a floating severed head in Zombie Nation, which is <laughs> amazing. And when you're a kid, that's even that much better. So um, but Zombies Ate My Neighbors was one of the inspirations for a game I made uh, uh, in recent years uh, called Grave Chase. Uh, that was one of the aesthetics i was uh looking to uh to go for so yeah a lot of good so stuff let's say, let's say there's an alternate timeline like obviously you were going to make a game that was a love letter to the nes no matter what just oh, that's sure. that's that's ingrained in you alternate timeline double dragon didn't exist who would your protagonist have been karnov uh and i've, I've mentioned this before karnov was like uh, uh another leading contender for uh, a Bobo back then, but the the reason I didn't go with Karnov was because he already had his own game. But I did like the idea that they looked like they could be like long lost cousins or something. Uh, and and I just thought he was this fire breathing Russian character who could like pull ladders out of his pants apparently or something and just <laughs> I don't know where it's like I don't know where he kept them, but uh, he. I, I thought as original and crazy as his game was, I, I thought there was more to that character that, that could be fun. So I almost went with uh, Karnov in that, in that early demo, but um, uh, you know, when, once I made that silly animation of uh, a Bobo carrying Doc Lewis, I was pretty much sold on it. And, <laughs> and admittedly a Bobo has, he has a real, for an NES character, he has a really large head. And that's, I think that's why you can see, how he looks angrier than anything else. Yeah, in his NES head's like world, the size so. of half of all the Mario characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I, it would be hard to to pick anybody else. But if if I was going to pick somebody back then, it would have been been Karnoff because I, you know, I already did, uh, you know, Domo Kun's Angry Smash Fest, who was another yeah. wonderfully angry character. And all, but, uh, 
Like the only other person I could see that could maybe fit, maybe. And this is—he's not as big as Karnoff, though. Would be maybe Guts Man for Mega Man One. Mm, yeah, I I do love Bubble Man, uh, uh, and that's why he's he's in the game as the the one like actual Mega Man boss that you fight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, we you know we made our own original character. We made you know speak, aside from Beardy Barrel, we had uh, Mega Bobo. That's that's another totally original one. Uh, yeah, he's uh, the the liquid metal boss and stuff like that. So that was a completely new thing. As Robo Bobo, um, Robo Bobo, and then he becomes yeah. Mega Bobo. Yeah, or Mecha Bobo, Mecha Bobo, Mecha Bobo. Yeah, Mega Bobo yeah. is the, Mega Bobo is a Bobo himself. The name of the um, level. Yeah. But yeah, I love Robo Bobo. Uh, but Bubble Man is, is the funniest boss, one of the funniest bosses in the history of the NES, just because it's a robot that shoots bubbles at you, and that's yeah. really threatening for some reason. So I just... That it's whole like, game, it's yeah. like you fight bubbles and you fight leaves. Yeah, it's like bubbles and leaves, and, and you know, uh, I, I think I said the other day, uh, like, uh, you know, you could fight Cotton Candy Man and, and feel just as threatened as, as, as someone named Bubble I think there would be a cool market for like uh, these cutesy characters you gotta fight, but everything's just menacing to you as a player, and you you have to like murder them since the Bobo's this big machismo guy who just fucking yeah. kills everything in his path. Well, um, uh, Bar- Barbarians is where that's kind of like our our thinking for it. To, you know, that's gonna be it's it's still gonna be you know you know ridiculous and gross out and all that, but uh, you know it's something that any kid could could play you know like it's going to be cute and funny and, and all that stuff so. yeah i'm sick of poop humor more puke hum- humor please exactly yeah. you know, <laughs> does, not, does not get the credit it deserves so. there you go there we go um, the, the barf bearings is a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier with roger just like writing stuff down in words on a page and then us having to like figure out what that looks like because he's just like oh yeah it's a beat-em-up but all their attacks are made of vomit and they're like, <laughs> what? How does that look? Yep. Like, what does that I, mean? I just, you wouldn't believe the, I have just text files upon text files upon text files of just all my crazy ideas for any games I've, I've ever worked on. And I just, I, I write stuff down because no idea is, is too crazy. And then, uh, you know, we, we see what, what works in the game. And, uh, thankfully I, I uh, work with, uh, talented guys like uh nick and pox and and everyone and uh and these things come to life and uh sometimes they're exactly as i do describe them other times you know they have ideas to make them even better and stuff and and that's that's what i love i mean you know we we grew up on new grounds together and and that's of of all places that is a place of collaboration and stuff so i i never i never like making it uh, my way or the highway like I, i don't like working for people like that and i don't want people to think i'm like that either uh because everyone has stuff to bring to the table. You know, I know Nick wouldn't, you know, call himself a comedian or anything like that, but Nick has a really good sense of humor, as does Lewis. So, uh, um, you know, it's that that's important. Uh, And and I I think that's why this feels like it's all our, you know, it's not just, you know, Nick just worked on the art and I mean, Nick just worked on the, the coding and Pox just worked on the art. No, this is all of us, you know, putting all of our humor into this this shared madness. Uh, you know, what became the Bobo's Big Adventure. I would I would like to point out one of the jokes that I like that I know that I added. It's kind it's kind of a blur, you know, who did what as far as like jokes for a Bobo. But I know one that that I contributed was the the super rage move in the balloon fight level 
Yes. Where, uh, where uh, and above I, was, I love that. I was so excited when you when you pitched that because we were trying to figure it out. Yeah. He uh, he spins around and shoots lasers and bullets in all different directions, and so we we called it uh, um, Death Blossom. The de- Death Blossom. Last Starfighter. Yes, yeah, last, exactly. Last Starfighter. It's a reference to Last Starfighter, and which, we're if on you this guys level. haven't ever seen it, you got to go see that movie. Oh, yeah. you got to see it. It is a ridiculous the CGI is movie. Yeah. Amazing. It's, I love it's one it. of the first and... major films to ever use computer graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, and, and Nick came up with that and we were struggling to like figure out like, hey, what can we suit? Cause you know, that's one of the other things about the game is each stage of Bobo's super move, you know, let alone, you know, Bobo himself changing to fit the stage, you know, he shrinks down for Zelda and balloon fight and he's huge on punch out and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, um, we, we change his super rage move on each stage and, uh, yeah, I thought that it worked perfectly, and it just it clears out everything on the screen. It's one of the most satisfying rage moves in the game to play. I messed up, and I killed Baby Jaws with it, and then when Big Jaws came out, I was like, fuck, that was the one yeah. I was supposed to use it on. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 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 Shark really? with a freaking laser on his head. I think it'd be yeah. funny if you got really cryptic with how you wanted uh, Nick to program a new game. You just puked in the envelope and sent it over to him. You're like, yeah, work with that. You, know, you just make yeah. that work. We have an idea. I, I don't think that would surprise him at this point, like, after everything he's been through with me, I don't think that was you, you tape a frisbee. Yeah, you, ta- you tape a gun to a frisbee. You like Nick, catch! You're just throwing, yeah. you're like that's what we need to work on. Yeah, and you know, I don't just I don't just write stuff down. Like I do, like you know, I'm by no means like a, a good artist, but I do make you know like these crazy little uh, you know. I guess mock-ups is, and they're just, you know, it looks like something, you know, like a kid drew an MS Paint and stuff. And I, I will share that stuff with them, but that it's like that. And my crazy ideas is what they have to work with, uh, you know. Oh yeah. Roger, you should uh, dig out. I think you posted it a while back, your mock-up for the loading screen for a Bobo's oh, Big Adventure. Bobo, yeah. I, yeah, um, that, I will dig that up sometime, but yeah, it, it, it that one actually did come out exactly the way I wanted to, with it blowing <laughs> on the cartridge and everything, uh, so I, I'll i have to dig that out sometime. Uh, I just your mock-up has this. like an, an anemic Bobo, and yes, like yeah. this, this like weird, different perspective NES sitting on top of a TV. <laughs> yeah. No, I just awesome. want to see your mock up for the treadmill boss. That's it. That's all I want to see. <laughs> just a bunch of treadmills with legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See that shit. Um, so I guess, Josh, should we start wrapping up a little bit? I got final questions that kind of. Yeah, yeah, go for do. it. All right. So I'm going to ask these. I'm just kind of going to come out the gate with just this final question, then we can move on to Patreon questions. Um, so when you, when you're working on a game for 10 years, that's obviously to me, it seems like a once in a lifetime opportunity, but would there ever be a chance of you guys revisiting a Bobo and remaking it in kind of your own way again? Because you almost can't, right? You can't almost can't do that these days and try to make a profit off of it. So there has to be a labor of love. Would there ever be a chance to revisit like kind of the theme of a Bobo? Like it's pretty much is what it is at this point, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, we and we we have talked about this, and I would certainly not be opposed to returning to a Bobo someday. Um, I, I will say we will never remake this game again. Uh, it's it's not going to be remade for Steam or consoles or anything. We we love what it is. We love that people can still play it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's it's online. You can download it. You can play it in your browser now, thanks to Ruffle. Uh, so there's there's no issue with people playing it and. And we're happy with that. You know, I, I don't want to rehash that. But 
at the time, after we finished, uh, one of the things I was trying to do was get in touch with the rights holders of Abobo because we wanted to make a legit sequel after that. Because, you know, of course, you know, it would be great to make an official Abobo game. But yeah. uh, they were they were some, you know, it was a company in Japan and they were traditional business. Like I was literally having to fax them because they, they did not use email. They would not use email. You had to do business with them the traditional way. And they wanted an exorbitant amount of money just to use a Bobo at the time. And it was kind of ridiculous, but um, so that kind of killed that whole project off before it took off. But we did make um, some, some artwork for it uh, uh, with Pox, uh, you know, based on some of my, again, my ridiculous ideas. And uh, we have a whole mock-up screen um, that will be uh, shared sometime in the near future uh, showing a Bobo super adventure, which was going to be a Bobo going through all of the uh, 16-bit era of stuff. Cause that was uh, another dream of mine was to go through all that. Cause I grew up on super NES and Genesis and all that stuff. Um, wow. But uh, the ownership of uh, Abobo and all did change uh, later on, and uh, my buddy Ben and Rudis actually got to make games with Abobo. Uh, River, the River City Rampage remakes and River City Girls. Uh, Abobo, since we've made that game, has actually appeared in quite a number of games, and uh, I'm glad you know that we could get him to be popular enough to to do that. So it's Andy cool seeing that. Has a mustache now. Yeah, he does, and that is because of us. We had long discussions. We had long discussions about whether that was a scowl or a mustache, and we were like, "It's both. It's going to be both." So, (laughs) um, so, so the the good news is, is if we ever decide to revisit a Bobo ourselves to make an official game, I now actually have you know good communication with with the you know people who know the real rights holders now and all that, and I've. I've been told before that it would not be an issue getting the rights to a Bobo again uh, to to make a game with. Him. I can't believe so, you changed the face of a Bobo um, literally and metaphorically. Yeah, yeah I mean, we 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 changed it, you know, in our promo graphics and all that. But I mean, on on that first stage, that is a Bobo's classic face. We just changed. We decided what his face was. Yeah, you know, that's a mustache, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and it really works when you see all the promo art for him and all that kind of stuff and all the different versions. So. It, it it works well with his character. Um, but uh, that said, um, you know, again, we do want to uh, um, hopefully work together again, you know, on some other big projects in the future and, and carry that same spirit of just, you know, being being free to create whatever comes to our minds and, and make something that's going to make people laugh until their 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 faces are hurting, hopefully. So nice. that's that's what I like. And I, I uh, currently am the owner of the domain name Obobo Super Adventure. So, yep. you know, never, yep. never say never. That's right. Yeah. We're just going to sit on that one for 10 yeah. years. Nick, how, much, how, much, <laughs> Nick, how much are you going to charge Roger to use that, that domain, Nick? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> well, if, it, if he does that, I can just take Obobo's Big Adventure down now uh, because I do yeah. all that one. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Domain war. That's right. That, that's going to be our next game. It's going to be domains battling each other, and a a uh, referee will be made of uh, of uh, conveyor belts. <laughs> okay, everything goes back to conveyor. Belts. Yep. The ideas so you we, couldn't have. Yeah. Yep. A TCP IP cannon yeah. will be firing <laughs> data packets. Yeah, um, our next game is actually a lawsuit in court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't that be fun? Yeah. <laughs> you. No, I, I I really do want to work well with uh, Nick and Box again uh, some more in the future because uh, again they they really are my brothers uh, in in all this madness and uh, 
just uh, uh, I love working with him. So uh, we've had a lot of fun and a lot of laughs together. And I think we have more to have together in the future. So yeah, not not to not to wax too philosophical here, but um, I think life in a lot of ways is like a a heartbeat. You know, like there are time. There's like a love dub cycle where you know you're actively pushing stuff out, and then there's like a relaxation phase where you go um, <clears throat> do other stuff. Um, um is a flat circle and uh, yes <laughs> um, and i think uh, like the where, where i went to university uh the the school slogan was enter to learn go forth to serve and like it's it's that idea of like there are times in your life where you're learning and growing and building skills and then there are times in your life where you're taking those those skills that you've learned and putting them to good use and i think like obviously that had happened, you know, we, we came together to push out something with, with all the skills that we built up that resulted in a Bobo. But I think the last 10 years, we've all been doing different stuff. We've all been developing our talents and abilities in different ways. So the next time the heart beats into a, like a productive phase and we come back together, it's going to be something special. I, I yeah. hope. And, uh, and I, th I think that's, that's what would get us back together really it's, it's something special and and the timing has to be right for it uh, but i know we're gonna do it nick yeah yeah and, he says, and so he says I, I know we're gonna do it nick right nick <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> <our plan. laughs> you don't have much choice in this but yes we are going to do it um, and you're gonna like it whether you like it or not um, yeah i just think i, I did make a, like, a game uh 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 about Ivan Drago as well. Don't forget, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know his his favorite saying is "I must break you." So that, that's I think that's what I'm here for is to break Nick. So, yeah, perfect. <laughs> and it's it's felt that way sometimes. Um, <laughs> if anybody can do it, if anybody can do it. Speaking yeah, of Ivan Roger Drago with a crowbar, <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite memories with Roger is uh, um, when we were making Ivan Ivan Drago. It was when Rocky Five was coming out. <laughs> and and we got together and we're like, oh, we got to make a game in tribute to Rocky because we we're all big Rocky fans. Mm -hmm. And like Rocky Five, what could it, what could it be like? Rocky's going to be in a wheelchair. Or what's going to happen? Like they're going to bring Drago back, and Drago's going to be a cyborg or like a, a zombie or something like. Uh, and so we got together and and made the Ivan Drago game that's up on Newgrounds. But that game really really pushed me out of my comfort zone as far as my coding abilities and it's full of bugs as a result but um there's a we were up against a deadline of releasing that game um before like we wanted to have it out before the rocky movie officially released and it, w it was coming out at christmas time and so it yeah. was christmas break i was at my in-laws house like you know camping out in one of their guest bedrooms like programming on my laptop and, and I'm up at like 3 a.m. like trying to finish this game so that we can release it uh, like on the same day as the the Rocky game is coming out. And the cool thing about it is that even though I was the one like putting my fingers on the keyboard, like, you know, writing the code, Roger was online with me, like uh, basically just like encouraging me <laughs> and and uh, and like, you know, was basically putting in his time as like uh the impetus to to keep me going because if i was alone i never would have done it and so yeah, no, like i mean that's we had to and do so there's stuff together it's you know that you you're you know it's 
it's a cliche, but you're in the trenches together uh, when you're on these projects and all that. And you know, uh, regardless of, of whose roles are 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 doing what, you you're you're together. And uh, you know, I I would never want Nick to be alone in that, and I know he wouldn't want me to be alone on on my portion either. And stuff. so it's uh, it's it's important. So there's actually a tribute to that moment um, at the end of Ivan Drago yeah. in like the, the final cut scenes. Um, it says it has like my name. It says Nick. And it says, uh, I see three computer screens. Oh, and, then the ans- and then Roger says, program on the one in the middle. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. I love that. Yeah. Nick, and we also let the player uh, beat up Polly's robot from Rocky IV. Yes. So, uh, oh, wow. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, blink twice if Roger wiretapped your house. That's a, just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blink twice on a podcast. Yeah, no, 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 no. I got cameras. You don't understand. I'm invested in the Bubbles Big Adventure at this point too. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm actually just a puppet for you know for Roger. Just whatever he wants to make, he just. It works though. It works. It pushed you to learn your programming, like you said, and now like. The growth you got from that is just amazing. So we're gonna move on to Patreon questions. So questions for Nick. This is from Benny Pluffmott. Pluffmott's Tom Fault backwards. You're welcome. How badly would Abobo beat Peter the Ant in a fight? He implied on Twitter that Abobo would destroy him. What do you think about Peter the Ant beating Abobo in a fight? In a fight. It's a it's a similar question to uh, Abobo versus Domo Kun. Like I I just I don't know. It's one of those things where no one can can really predict the outcome. <laughs> Peter the Ant, he's he's powerful. I don't think people realize that. Um, another question. I'm going to say a Bobo wins that one. I'm saying okay. Bobo. Okay. Yeah, it's canon. I don't. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's much that could stop a Bobo. You know, what I mean, maybe his child is the one that eventually defeats him. Well, you know, eventually. that's a whole whole different arc. Anyway, it's true. Uh, a Bobo does shake the world apart. Um, he does. And that is canon. So uh, Bobo yeah, shakes the world. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got to play the uh, Bobo bonus game. You know, yeah. all you got to do is donate one dollar on our uh, or more if God you want. damn it. But, uh, Bobo is you an immaculate <laughs> conception, uh, by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, we, there, we did canonize that. Yes, yeah. You mean I have to support this game that's awesome? God damn it. What the <laughs> hell? I thought it was free. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I was told if I donate, you actually do get that little unlock. For Does that still work, though, in Ruffle and everything, right? Uh, right. So, so we actually uh, email you a link oh. to download an an executable for either your Mac or PC. So, oh, thank you. Um, and that's so how Roger wiretaps everyone that plays the game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a virus now. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a Trojan virus. So, but it's a cool little mini game. What is it? Was that one based off? We can quickly go over it. What is, what was that one based off of? That's it's just fair, an original a, game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fairly it's, big it's, game, in fact. Um, yeah, it's, it's about his it's son, like uh, but you're you're playing as his son, and his son, his son is actually a lot nicer than Bobo. He he looks angry, but all he does is he wants to hug people, Aww. and and the idea of him hugging people kind of comes from like those Looney Tunes classic cartoons where I just want to hug you and pet you and stuff. And he's the big monster's like crushing Bugs Bunny while he's doing this, yeah. not realizing his own strength. It's that kind of like you know that classic character who doesn't. Who just wants hugs from everybody, but doesn't realize his own strength. So he just hugs them until he's literally shaking the flesh and bones uh, off of Jesus. them. So, yeah. There's a lot you can yeah. do with that story-wise too. That's impressive. Yeah. And then the uh, the other thing to mention is that when you shake all the flesh off of their bones, um, they become explosive. 
And yes. so you can throw them a, around the screen and blow up other people. Or and that's just and science that, that we yeah. research. So uh, that, yeah. that, that actually happens if you do that. With those things. It's based on fact. Yeah, I mean, have you ever do that? Yeah. If you've ever shaken anyone down to their bones, you realize mm-hmm. they become explosive. It's just well, which we all well, have. It's it's weird because you know you take you take a kid you shake them really hard you're like why don't they feel good after that you know I mean you're six months you have a spine in there you know your head doesn't wobble that like grow up you know what I'm saying <laughs> man up little baby <laughs> man up anyway um plus my another question he definitely says, crossed some lines there with that comment but okay. oh uh, well I mean uh, my first board I'm just kidding anyway when will he team up oh Nick when will you team up with Lewis to make a big commercial game together to together that mether. would I don't know why I said that I'm still stuck on the a game together to mether that would kick ass that's what Pluff yeah said. no I I mean Honestly, maybe we'll have to get the you know unite the 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 Avengers and get Lewis onto this Barbarians project. He's into pixel art and he's really I good at it. I love Lewis on that, and and some of yeah. Lewis's animations that he posts, uh, I, I think uh, him and Poxa would work uh, pretty well together. Uh, seeing their, like maybe, their two forms, maybe that's uh, the maybe that's the dream team is to yeah. get everybody together on Barbarians. Um, I think I've, that'd I've be got, I've got another friend who's a, a really good network programmer. So um, as far as like doing like multi, uh, like online multiplayer kind of stuff um, oh, good. and, and who would be good with like optimizing a game engine that would run super fast on all machines everywhere. So yeah. <clears throat> I think we, you, I think we hire, have the, uh, you can hire me to write some code that Nick can copy and paste. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> worked on a Bobo's big adventure, man. So. It'll work again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, we're like we've got a network of people we know and yeah. skills developed um, that we could put together a good dream team. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of it, honestly, is it, it's not just just the skills. It's it's liking the person. Like I, I genuinely mm-hmm. like Nick and and Pox a lot, and and Lewis and Jacob and all the people I work with. It's just it, that goes such a long way because. Uh, and and that's that's my advice to anyone working on a large game project is you know if if it's possible, you know, if you're not just hired for a random job and stuff, work with people you get along with a lot because these are long projects. Uh, you know, and, you know, I know not every game is going to take 10 years, but, you know, some good games, you know, you're going to be working on those, you know, whether it's for six months or two years or, or whatever, you know, and you're going to be interacting with these people all the time. And if it's, if it's not someone you genuinely like and get along with and can laugh with about, you know, silly shit in life that's yeah that that's going to take its toll on you and you know making a game is exhausting as fun as it and and rewarding as it can be i mean you know you know nick and i had a blast making a bobo's big adventure but you know there were times you know like nick said you know it it broke him and stuff uh you know at at times and that's not because we didn't like each other it was just exhausting and you know uh daunting you know to make such a huge thing work and flash and everything and and all that so having having Working with your friends, it, it 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 matters so much. I cannot understate that enough. That's actually a really good segue to the next question that they had. Um, did you guys have many creative disagreements during the development of a Bobo, and how did you guys resolve them? Violence. <laughs> yeah, we, we we resolved it via Bobo way. Like the Bobo would just punch <laughs> us and say, "Get it done," uh, or "I'm going to punch you harder." Um, we just, no, uh, uh, we, there were. I think the 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 main thing uh, that I can think of is sometimes like Pox will be maybe be like, 
does any is anybody going to care about this? Uh, I feel like that was, you know, like would would anybody get the reference? Because uh, I, I think uh, Pox didn't play as many NES games as Nick and I had. Uh, that's, that's Pox is that's a little younger than us. Yeah, and so, so he wasn't from the the same generation exactly. Yeah, and it was the same deal. Like when Pox and I worked on all those pixel posters we made over the years. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes. I remember Pox would like look up online and and see how many Google search results a character had, and if it had like less than twenty thousand, he'd be like, "I don't think anyone's going to care about this." And I'm like, "But the people who do, that's that's what you're making it for. You're not making it for every single person in the world and all." But you know, I mean, mm-hmm. again, this is a collaboration, so sometimes we're like, "Yeah, okay, that that doesn't matter. Uh, you know, we'll we'll keep that in the game as is, or we won't do that." Um, but other times, it's like. You know, the good thing is there were three of us, right? So sometimes it just came down to majority rule uh, on on something. You know, we would all we were very cool and professional about the stuff. There was never any like yelling arguments or anything like that. It was just you know like, oh man, I really think it should be cool to have in there. Uh, what do you guys think? And vice versa. So I, 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 Nick, can you recall any time that was? Uh, all I all I remember is you and Pox arguing about stuff, and you just described it pretty well as just Pox being like, really. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the like, artist, like, oh, oh my God. yeah, I mean, like, you know, the, the ending of the game is, is a perfect example of that, you know, because I, I mentioned we want to make the biggest, craziest ending you've ever seen in a video game. We want to be the ultimate game ending for the ultimate tribute to the NES. So we went way overboard with that. You know, I, I animated a, a whole big portion of the, the ending and then Pox did the huge uh giant cutscene stuff right after that when you think the game ending is already over so uh you know you know sometimes you know if you want something done you do it yourself and other times you know it's beyond your skill level so you say hey man this would be really cool but pox you know for example he did that uh the ending that had human characters rather than nes characters and nick and i were like no this is really just taking you out of the nes experience of it we want to keep it in that world so Thankfully, he was he was cool about that, and we we had a better ending. I mostly just was like, with that, I was mostly just like, that looks like my grandma that's getting her head stumped into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And truthfully, the grandma's the one one thing that I liked. Uh, I I I really liked about that. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, I I gave I've given grandmas their 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 uh, fair share of uh, you know inflicting pain on on other video game characters i I did a game uh called the snow runs red and that's literally mrs claus uh being up a ton of kids uh because you know they killed santa and are being greedy about presents so um uh, the elderly can can kick butt just as much as anybody as as far as i'm concerned so Uh, but yeah we 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 all you know we got along great so uh, again that really does that's kind of that's kind of what helped this thing go for 10 years i think like if we didn't like each other and we we didn't laugh a lot and stuff i, I don't think this this project would have made it so I, I, again it, it, it's so important it really is and if you if you look at my history on Newgrounds, like i've collaborated with a lot of people um like starting around 2007 actually 2006 it looks like um mm-hmm. i teamed up with glale tyler glale on a couple of games and then yeah, tyler's I, great I teamed up with uh, Afro Ninja, um, who Pox worked with on uh, Soda Dungeon. Right. You guys should go uh, get that game as well on Soda Dungeon too. And then I got that. I got together with uh, <clears throat> Roger and Pox, and then I did some more stuff. I did I got together with Negative One um, with Ty- Tyler Glale again, 
and uh, some more stuff with Roger and Pox. But <clears throat> just I, I collaborated with a ton of people. And um, like Lewis ended up being one that I just kept going back to because and Roger and Pox because we we just we clicked like we we filled gaps as Rocky says in Rocky one, like, um, <laughs> and, and we just, we got, to, we got along together. There wasn't a lot of, uh, bull crap along the way of, you know, posturing or trying to say, you know, I'm doing more work or, you know, uh, yeah, there's no ego. Uh, I think that yeah. that's like, goes a long way. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it feels like we're kindred spirits. So I, I mm-hmm. think that that's what really helps, helps keep yeah. driving us forward and made us, make all those and games also, together and also just a, a good work ethic you know just people like no no excuses you know just working hard getting yeah. stuff done and if you're not able to get it done like with you ask for help and you admit you know you, you don't just like disappear you don't like the and if you if you aren't able to do it you you know admit it and we find a, a solution and we find a, a workaround or we change the scope of the project or whatever it is like you know there's yeah. just flexibility and understanding and and but yeah, a like, lot of hard a lot of hard work and responsibility as well yeah i mean like you know when when uh dave jack smack got brought into the project it's not like you know pox and i were like oh nick you're slacking now or something like that no we were glad he he recognized he needed some help and and all that and and dave did a fantastic job and he was wonderful to work with as well so i mean it's uh you know uh, again, going back to Newgrounds, it, it's it's a site built for collaboration and stuff. So if you don't take, if you can't take advantage of that, or you try to pressure yourself and put, you know, all the workload on on your own shoulders uh, to do it, and uh, yeah, that, that I think that's how bad games are made. So, right. but given none of us have really like uh, had huge commercial success <laughs> with our games, so maybe that would introduce more uh, animosity and. And um, and ego into the the mix. We'll have to see <laughs> what happens. Hopefully, hopefully. Nah, nah. Yeah. I, I I just I just don't see that as us because uh, I don't think even you know with us making games for financial gain or you know to make a living and stuff. Uh, you know, I I've already been doing that for a while, and that has not changed anything as far as the game making process for me or the people that I've worked with. And Pox and I already worked on, you know, a couple of Adult Swim games together. It it didn't change that there either. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah, it, it's just like, oh, cool. Now we're making money, too, on, on top of getting to to do this. It's it's, yeah. it's having that creative freedom to, you know, express ourselves in, in any way that, you know, makes us laugh and that we that we hope will make other people laugh. That's right. That's what's important, like, because. At the end of the day, we'd be doing this whether we were making money or not, because that's that's how we started out, and that's how we kept making games for all those years. It's just cool now that we can help pay the bills uh, uh, by making them rather than just doing it on the side of our regular jobs. And whatnot. So, well, yeah. I for one plan to be a huge jerk when we get rich. So, just I'll uh, support keep, you and keep that, that in mind. I, I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's fine, Nick. You know uh, that's that's why I suggested we have multiple programmers because then. <laughs> oh my god! With, with... Like you're expendable, Nick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> see, I I present it as as if it's oh yeah it's just good to get. To give you all the help, but yeah. As soon as you're a jerk, I'm you're just kicked off the project. Uh, everything we talked about today. You at the door. <laughs> yeah. Just gone. Yeah, definitely. This is what this podcast was about. Anyway, um, advice for dealing hey, with Nick. Motiv- hey, motivation. I own barbarians.com. <laughs> oh, snap. So, any advice you have 
for dealing <laughs> with motivation on large projects and feature creep, creep. I'm sure they've got some great advice after working on a Bobo so long. This is from Pluffbots. Fourth question. I don't know if uh, if we're a great example of how to not have feature <laughs> yeah. creep. Because, yeah, I was just like, gonna say the same. What would oh, you God. learn from it? From um, experience of working uh, I, 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 I will say game. this. I, I will say this. Uh, have have a game design document, uh, even if, you know, and and be willing to be flexible with it because what you come up with at at the start before you know the first line of code is written down and the the first graphics are are laid down. Uh, what you write on, on paper, you know, it it can be it it can be a good template for you, but you need to be flexible and be willing to let that change and and grow because you're going to have ideas, you know, constantly pouring uh, as, as you make games, and you're also going to learn that you know, okay, this this character move that I had in mind actually isn't working well as I thought, but they just came up with a better idea, and now that's going to be cool. So. Again, it's it's that that whole collaboration uh, thing that that really goes such a long way on this. But um, it, it game design documents really do help. I I always any the more you can write down and and spell out for people, it helps. Especially you know if it's on a on a on a on a paid gig and all that. Uh, um, but for games like Abobo, obviously, I mean that is. I mean, the alternate title for that game could be Scope Creep. I mean, that is <laughs> that that you know, uh, we're pretty much stream of consciousness game designers. That's that's kind of the games that we make. Like we we lay out a bunch of general guidelines. Like, all right, we know we want the story to start here and the story to end here. Like those are kind of like you know, and here's a few things that are going to happen in the middle, but. As you're making the game, there's all this stuff that you fill in and you get ideas for the, the day of when you're just working on a particular screen or a enemy or whatever. So, um, you know, there's the more that you can have in advance, uh, the better, but you've got to be willing to change it or add more on top of it and all that. Uh, but, yeah, as Nick said, we are far from the, the best guys to talk about uh, avoiding scope creep because I think scope creep when contained within reasonable expectations is is a good thing uh it's 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 not a bad thing uh, you just you know if you're on a budget obviously then it's it's it becomes more of an issue or, or if you're on a specific deadline for a client then it's an issue but uh when you're doing things for the love of it like we did with the bobo and all it's it it can turn into something incredible so, and we learn from it Speaking to the part of the question about um, staying motivated on a long-term project, um, <clears throat> I think it's hard because part of um, like marketing wisdom is to not, you know, show off the the product before it's done, yeah. so that you know there's pieces of it that are still surprising, and that can be really hard because you just feel like you're alone um, working you on the show. Thing. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. And and we live in a culture now where it's like, oh, you know, I uh, made eggs. Let me post post a picture of that. I, <laughs> you know, I, I went yeah, outside I and saw birds. Breakfast this morning. Yeah, I put I tied Zin, my shoes. Attacking like, your generation. Zin, you yeah, just like, yeah. What do you mean? I don't post pictures <laughs> in my phone. I think that was the dumbest thing for it. Like, oh, yeah, this is what I do with my day. Just got to mm-hmm. post pictures of my food. Like, no, do something with your life. <laughs> That's... <laughs> And and I struggle with that, with this still, like the wanting to, you know, because part of what helps you feel 
like what you're doing is worthwhile is getting feedback and praise about yeah. what you're doing and knowing you know, hearing somebody else say that's good um i like that helps you want to keep doing more of it and so but it's a tough balance because you can really ruin your the the final impact of the product by yeah. by le- leaking too much it has to and, be controlled it has to be controlled like uh give to the community like you guys did at your conventions like you said you guys left a lot of parts out that what you wanted to surprise people with yeah and that, mm-hmm. that paid off and I'll also say uh, what, what also helped, uh, you know, you know, keep our, our motivation going is, you know, we we you know, this was a 10 year project and we we did know when to to step back and take breaks and all that. And, uh, you know, we, we came from making much smaller games than than this giant Abobo game. So we would we worked on smaller games over the course of, of those 10 years as well. And that being able to release little projects like that, like we made April Fool's Day games a lot uh, every year and, and little things like that, that that breaks up, you know, the, this this daunting task that you're working on uh, uh, aside from it. Uh, I think that kind of stuff helps. So, yeah, take breaks, you know, read comic books, watch movies and TV, uh, read books, wh- whatever it is that 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 floats your boat, but also, you know, if you're working on a big project, you know, work on some smaller stuff too on the side. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, w- I was mentioning the other day, like uh, during the pandemic, uh, I've been working, you know, with Cyanide and Happiness on this giant freak apocalypse trilogy, which is just a, a monumental amount of writing. I-, I can't even tell you how much writing has been going into this thing. But on the side, I'm also doing some writing of my own. I've been working on some books and stuff on the side just because. I need that other outlet and just it's it's kind of like the way of winding down or I'll I'll play guitar at night or watch some shows or, or whatever. You, know, you got to everyone knows themselves best. So, you know, whatever is going to help keep you motivated, but do things you enjoy and don't, you know, if, if you don't do that, you will get total burnout and stuff. So I, I, I do think that's it's really important to anyone. And that's not just game development. That's in any line of work. Yeah. Um, It does take a certain amount of like obsession though, I think to finish projects, like there comes a point where you just have to like break down and do the, do the work. Um, But it's getting, it's like, just like I was saying, like the love dub of a heart, like, um, you know, you got times of intense focus and then you got times of intense relaxation and recharging, refueling, um, so that the next time you come back, you can do intense focus again for yeah. a sustained period and then, you know, take a break. So that, that's some of the best advice I ever got in my life was uh, work hard and play hard. Um, it's just like yeah. when it's time to work, really buckle down and do your best at it. When it's time to play, like make sure you're enjoying that and you're not like worried about your work <laughs> uh, while you're yeah. playing and you're, you're really able to relax and regenerate. Um, and I think, just on a practical note, I think that <clears throat> this is something that I've done with a lot of my projects that's helped me um, kind of get a taste of like the user feedback is to have like a beta testing group or a community that's like a Patreon community or whatever behind the scenes that's not like officially putting it out there in the public, but a, a community of people who are interested in what you're doing building that up over time and then you can share stuff with them as you're going and get feedback and get kind of that um, boost of, uh, Oh yeah, what we're doing is good. (laughs) It is resonating. People are liking it. Um, And comic con kind of acted like that for us. And we had, you know, a a beta tester list that you could sign up for and we would post builds online with the password protected thing for, 
fans who had signed up for that list and things like that can help you uh, fight that feeling of, man, I'm in a dark tunnel. Who knows if what I'm doing is even going to be worth all the effort. Um, yeah, you can it's, it, get a little it, preview, a taste. Yeah, it's funny. Like even, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this to you uh, last week, Nick, um, like even making some of those uh, Abobo posts on our uh, Facebook page uh, back in the day when we were promoting this, that was some of the most fun I had in, in, in all of uh, this, you know, 10 year period and stuff. Cause I'm literally just typing in all caps lock the stupidest, dumbest stuff I could think of that Abobo would say if he was the one promoting the game. And mm-hmm. like those were like taking breaks from from the game to me. It was just like because you wanted to hear reactions from people and the three of us getting to see people laughing at, at these silly things Abobo would post. Like he on New Year's Eve, he like punched the uh, the ball before it dropped down so he could keep it the same year forever, like stupid stuff like that. It's just you know, making ourselves laugh, it, 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 it carried us a lot. I think uh, we just, we just had a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, well, here's, here, here's the most important question you guys have probably gotten all day. Biggest one. I hope you're ready for it. It's from it's Ravi. Ravioli box. What okay. is the ideal slash perfect sandwich? And what do y'all think would be a Bobo's ideal and perfect sandwich? Ooh. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I would say my favorite sandwich was always uh, I'm I'm pretty much vegetarian these days but my my favorite sandwich was always the chicken Philly sandwich when I lived in Philly same thing as as a regular uh Philly cheesesteak but uh it's the shredded chicken with which is I my god that I I love those um but a bobo's one would be just whatever uh carnage is on is left over on his fist, just smeared onto uh, a Kaiser roll. Uh, I, I, mean, I like that. Would be that. His favorite sandwich. He just eats yeah. it. That's the most manly thing he could do. Yeah. Honestly. Ironically, yeah. a Kaiser roll looks a lot like his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Nick? Oh, and Von Kaiser from Punch Out has a mustache like a Bobo. So. <laughs> That's right. <yeah. laughs> um, which which my... sandwich, Nick? Let's say hit it. Hit it. Oh man. I ha- no pressure. I love, no pressure. I love I love all things that have bread involved. So yeah. <laughs> any any sandwich is good for me. Um, Anything I made do, on Tom Holt bread. <laughs> <laughs> I do like uh, um, like roast beef sandwiches with uh, some aju to dip it in. Ooh, some good stuff. Yeah. There you go. Some good stuff. And here's a little here's a little known fact. The uh, the name Arby's is actually uh, an elongation of the letters R and B. Which stand for roast beef. So that's that used to be all they would serve at Arby's was roast beef sandwiches. Wow! There you go. Yeehaw. Y'all are smarter now. Y'all know the yeah, history. Yeah, we learned yeah. about yeah. that today. Uh, well, thanks for the questions, patrons. Uh, yeah, those were good questions. Uh, I, I hope uh, we gave uh, answers that uh, that that. <laughs> Fluff <laughs> If nothing else, uh, you're going to go get some sandwiches now. So yeah, well, at, at Arby's in particular. Benny's a game developer, so he really needed like a lot of that advice. I think he enjoys <laughs> game <laughs> making. Yeehaw! All right, so that's probably it, Joshua. Wrapping up. Yeah, we'll give a shout out to our uh, our patrons, uh, our uh, our super dollar super patron tier here, uh, Zachary <laughs> Joe. Blah blah blah, help blah, super patron. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Zachary Jones, Stepford, Ravioli Box, Pixel Turkey, Gio Corelli, Cortat G, Charissa, Boozle, Benny, Bacon, and on to our Grand Super Patrons, where we get a little bit louder. We've got Teravex, Kevin Polo, and Daniel McDonald. And then, ladies and gentlemen, our ultimate Grand Super Patrons! <laughs> Katuri X Devilon! I know I said that wrong, but they gave me permission. And Mr. Tom Fall! Woo! We did it! I've never never heard of that last one, but uh, he must be a nice guy. He's obscure. Yeah, he's 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 an up-and-comer. I I hope hope things work out for him. They didn't. (laughs) Bummer. Well, um, thanks for coming yeah. on, guys, and congratulations on ten years of a bobo. Yeah, bobo, bobo, bobo. Can we get ten of bobo, bobo, bobos together for ten years? Chat, where you? You can get more than that. Shit, I lost count. Beautiful. Josh has to tell the police station, local police, every time he does the patron shout out. Yeah, yeah, I got to call ahead and say, hey, there could be some disturbance in the neighborhood. You would swear you were like a WWE like announcer <laughs> in the past life. By the way, that's do. right. Yeah, if anybody listening wants me to scream their name at my neighbors, uh, you can become a patron at patreoncom podcast. Uh, and you know, give us money. We like. Money. He opens the window specifically yeah, before do. he does that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I point at whatever house I'm I have agreements with. Yeah, please, please do give them a, a bunch of money because, again, uh, you know, Nick and I, uh, our appearance fees are not cheap. And, they, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over. Uh, we, we cleaned out the coffers for this show. Yeah. Hope you appreciate it. Wait, oh, that was for this show? That's what I was supposed to spend that on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why the money's missing. <laughs> Seriously, though, uh, really, uh, thanks so much for uh, having us on here. Uh, uh, this, you know, it, it really is amazing to think, uh, you know, that. It's been ten years since that game came out, and uh, I'm I'm so glad it, it still resonates with uh, people to this day, and still makes people laugh. And Nick and I can still, and Pox as well. Uh, I, I wish Pox could have been here for this, but uh, yeah, um, it still it still puts smiles on our face seeing people enjoying it. And uh, anytime we need to, uh, uh, you know, uh, brighten up our days, uh, we can watch some of those old uh, uh, videos on YouTube of, of people playing it and, and having some laughs and all. It's just that's that's all we wanted out of this game was was to make people laugh and uh, and learn about some old Nintendo games and it just it became a dream it it, it really was it's a dream come true for us. Yes, thank thank you thank you to all the Abobo fans out there. Make sure you you revisit the game and play it on your Twitter and your YouTube's and your uh, your um, Twitch and all those things that you know about and I don't. Oh yeah, Nick. What's your uh, Twitter <laughs> handle? Let's let's share our, our Twitter so people can find us on there. Is it Pesto Force? Or is it Bomb Tunes? Which one? What did you decide on? Oh man, I'm, I'm neither. Embarrassed. It's actually neither. I know it's it. uh, it's Determined Dungeon uh, because oh of the game fuck. I made. What the Deterministic fuck? Dungeon. Yeah, I deleted my my Pesto Force Twitter a while ago. It's dumb dumb mistake, but. Yeah, I thought you did because I thought I followed the Pass the Force one and then I didn't see it and I was like, "What is going on here?" And yeah, I'm just so. uh, at I Mockery. That's I M O C K E R Y. Uh, I'm on there. You can find my website and uh, um, uh, you can also uh, learn uh, the story uh, about my my wife uh, who uh, I lost uh, uh, four years ago. Um, uh, not to 
be too somber or anything, but uh, if any of you are struggling with uh, uh, clinical depression or suicidal thoughts or general anxiety or anything, uh, I've written extensively about that and her struggles with it and um, hopefully can uh, help help you out and uh, save some lives to uh, if you or any of your loved ones are experiencing that. So please, please do check out that article. That means a lot, Roger, because uh, honestly, a lot of people I talk to, especially on the internet, a lot of people don't know how to deal with those feelings and they come from like toxic households and they grow into like their depression. They think that's normal and the ways that they deal with it. Sometimes when you bottle that up, it's, it can be a lot yeah, on, yeah. on these, especially these younger kids. Like we're, we're seeing like young kids with depression and anxiety. They don't know how to handle it. Well, it's, you it's, know, it's, it's, it's an awful thing. And it, it's, uh, you know, it's, Treating that is 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 just you know, it's a disease like like cancer is uh, you know and it, it, you need to take it seriously uh, but it's something that that can be beat and uh, you have friends and loved ones out there um, who do care for you and are things in this world worth living for and that disease can cloud your mind from that so uh, um, it's also up to people who don't have that uh, to to help others who are, are struggling with that stuff. And that, yeah. you know, I, I saw that firsthand uh, with with my wife, and uh, yeah, I got to spend 20 years with her, and she was a wonderful, amazing person and incredible talent. She helped a lot on a bobo, especially at Comic Con with all of our booth setups and everything like that. So uh, I, anytime I'm I'm you know, doing you know podcasts or anything like that, I always like to mention this uh, not only so people can learn about what a wonderful person she was and how it was the honor of my life to to be her husband but also just because i i know a lot of people struggle out there with this stuff and especially in you know during the pandemic where a lot of people feel even lonelier than before so it it is important for for people to know uh, you know there's there's a lot there's there there is help out there and there's uh, a lot to live for uh even when it doesn't feel like it so um yeah, if, if you are struggling or anyone you know is, uh, please do uh, uh, just go to my Twitter account. You'll see it's it's uh, the pinned uh, tweet at the very top of my account there. I leave it pinned there always, uh, and it, it tells you all about about that, and uh, hopefully it can, can help you out. And so, yeah. You also talk a lot about um, how people who, who want to help can can help as well and really can Absolutely. donate, things like That's, that, like big yeah, deal. Yeah, it, it, and it's it's not just donating to you know uh, you know you know suicide awareness and and things like that um, and other organizations. It, it's also you know uh, learning how to listen and and not judge somebody and and things like that. There's there's a lot uh, that is misunderstood about clinical depression and things like that and and about how it's up to other people to do the reaching out because sometimes a person is far too depressed and to even ask for help and you know uh hopefully this article can help uh it's i i say article but it's really this it's the story of my wife and her life and what i've been doing to honor her memory since then but um the advice uh, for other people i give and it is is about you know knowing some of the signs to look for and also you know about how it's it's up to so friends and family, uh, whether you're afflicted with it or not, you know, to, to reach out and help people. Because um, not everybody has that strength in them to, to reach out on their own. So, yeah, this yeah. is something that needs to be fought by everybody, not just the people afflicted with it. So that's, that's a really important thing. Hell yeah. Appreciate that. And appreciate you uh, being a voice for that, especially, you know, given everything you lost. Like, it's it's a it's a big deal. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate you uh, 
giving me uh, another uh, platform to be able to share that at the end of this. So it, it matters a lot to me, uh, of course, because you know, she was the most important thing in my life. And uh, I've, even though I've I've lost her now uh, to to this horrible tragedy, it's um, it, it's something I, I I believe in in continuing to talk about uh, you know openly because there's there is a stigma associated with it. And a lot of people feel like it's something that you need to be ashamed about. But as I mentioned before, it's it's no different than having cancer. Having depression is no different than, than something like that. And you would not be embarrassed about having cancer. So you should not be embarrassed or ashamed of having depression. So, yeah. There's help out there. People willing to help anybody who needs it. And like like Roger said, if you know somebody in trouble, reach out, man. Just, yeah. just simply reach out. Yeah. Very difficult subject to talk about too. Thank you, Roger. It is. Yes. But again, uh, you know, uh, you know, just remember it's it's not all uh it, it's not every not everything is is bad either. I mean, look at all the laughs and fun we got to to have on this uh this episode and stuff. You know, okay. I, I wouldn't want to miss this stuff and get to relive this these memories with, with Nick and, and everyone. Uh, uh I love this stuff. So uh, uh again, thank you. You know, life is Cliche as it is, it is a roller coaster, and uh, you know, we're we're all on this ride for a long time. Yeah, knock on wood, but for it. Speaking of a long time, we're gonna see you guys in uh, the, in ten years from now, twenty twenty um, year anniversary. Uh, I would be more than happy to do it, and hopefully right. we'll have uh, more games that we've collaborated collaborated on together uh, to talk about at that point as well. So. All right, your book, ten years from today, you're committed. All right, our, our fee will <laughs> double double by then as well, too. Just so you know. <laughs> Put it Pox. on the calendar. I'm here to negotiate. Fox is getting yeah. the same right. <laughs> <laughs> Pox, Pox well, can't make it. He has a date. He said. Yeah, he scheduled another date for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds it's me of Ameri- <laughs> uh, Wet Hot American Summer at the end, where he says, "Yeah, we should get together and do this again sometime." So, in ten years? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. I got. I got. I got plans though. I can't change it. <laughs> yeah, Pox has Lace one date every, every ten years. Yeah. Every ten years, yeah. on the money, yep. <laughs> and only then, only then. <laughs> it's as literally as only these. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Everybody have a great night, and we will be back in a week or so. Woo! Thank you all so much, right. everybody. Uh, and again, uh, uh, we couldn't have made a bobo without all the support of the community. Uh, of course, Newgrounds and Tom Fulp and and everybody who just you know helped keep us going uh, with all this. So, uh, and and thanks again to the podcast uh, for for having us on it. So. Uh, and again, uh, on, a, on a final note, uh, please remember if anyone's listening and you you want to enter the uh, art contest that's on Newgrounds for uh, yes! Bobo's senior anniversary, uh, it's promoted right there on the homepage of Newgrounds. So uh, go check it out. We already have some wonderful entries, and we can't wait to see more of them. So, and if you don't, if you don't, a Bobo will smash. Bobo Nick, smash. Nick, when does that end? Is it in like a month? February 11th is the February 11th. Is yeah, the so just a, just under a month. Um, actually, Ravioli Box asked if gifts are allowed for the contest. Like yeah, I, I responded gear. and said yes, they are. There's, oh. there's someone who submitted one already. It's a nice. super super Abobo three box art. That looks yeah. so it's good. Fun. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah so it's... go crazy. Like just use your imagination. If it fits in the Newgrounds uh, art portal, then it's allowed. Um, don't have limit yourself. Yeah, just have fun. Don't don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah, yeah, let them let them be reality. You can fly. Your parents just don't believe in you. Yes, or own a conveyor belt. I may give you extra points. Oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs>
I think I think that's the sweet thing about Bobo though. Place him in anything. Have him kill something. Like you know what I mean? That's him. Whatever. Yeah. Have his son hug something. Or maybe don't. <laughs> maybe. What, whatever you want. Uh you know, you sky's want. the limit with a Bobo. He can do anything, he can kill anything, he can eat anything. So that's fine. He's <laughs> he's everywhere and anywhere at any time. So Yes. So. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you guys for coming out. Uh, everybody, this has been NGP. Thank you, Josh, for letting me interrupt the show. I, I was honestly playing a video game, and then you're like, yeah, you can come on. I'm like, oh, fuck. I loved your <laughs> I really do. It was such a surprise. It was just, oh, there's another person all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I just came out of nowhere. You're like, wait, hey, is schizophrenia your suddenly in. again? You're yeah. like checking your policy. You're like, am I fucking dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys. Thanks, guys. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Bye. God damn it, Nick. Thank you for listening to the New Grounds podcast. This show is recorded live on our Discord server. Join us at bit.ly slash NGP Discord. For the latest news, follow us on Twitter at the NG Podcast. Thank you to Waterflame for the use of his song, Gabberfly. Goodbye. If you or you your, your loved ones have been assaulted by a conveyor belt, please, please give us a call. We want your side of the story. We've been really one-sided against conveyor belts during this podcast.